0: The Democratic National Convention is on again for tonight. Last night was the first night, and it was just an awful cringe fest that ended with this weird performance of this old, I guess, protest song. I don't know what the song is called. Do you guys know what the name of the song was? What the song was called? I'm not sure. No idea.
1: War, what is it good for? No, No. it's like,
0: stop, (laughs) child, what's that That sound? Whatever. Whatever. What's but, you know, the production, the production level was that of what I would say is like a high school freshman talent show. Freshman high school talent show. It was just, wow, epic cringe. Marion Williamson said it was like watching a Marriott commercial, like binging a Marriott commercial. No policy, nothing substantive. And there were a bunch of even like resistant celebrities who were rolling their eyes like, oh, this is really bad. And they're doing it again tonight. So um, in, yeah. honor, in, in, in honor, in honor of the uh, DNC. We're doing an un-DNC week, apparently. So joining me today, you want to introduce yourself, Carrie?
1: Hi, Tim. Yeah, my name is Carrie Smith. I am happy to be here for my coming out party as a reluctant deplorable.
0: Reluctant deplorable.
1: (laughs) I guess you could call me that. Reluctant deplorable, yeah. Uh, I was just in Milwaukee, and I I actually forgot that the DNC was happening. That's how little presence it had there. Nobody was talking about it.
0: Yeah, I actually wanted to do an undnc in Milwaukee. The idea was people like us, I guess, who used to be whatever liberal. I mean, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't ever, you know, like, you know, jumping up and down and screaming for Democrats or anything like that. But I grew up in Chicago. I voted for Obama the first time. And so, you know, I wanted to put on an event and it kind of just accidentally came together. So you're here. You're mm-hmm. liberals for Trump, basically. Yeah. Like you wrote this article saying yeah. <laughs> liberal voting for Trump. And we were we were talking a little bit earlier. You're, I guess, a reformed SJW.
1: Yeah. So my transformation started with that. I was an SJW for about twenty years, and wow. uh, I was one of the true believers. I was in it because I really believed this was the way to make a better world and to end racism and sexism. And <clears throat> I started walking away from that about four years ago. So 2016, like a little before, but mostly after the election. Um, I know there are people. I've seen people in the comments who say, "Oh, you're a slow learner. It took you two decades to wake up," but when you're in, when you're indoctrinated into something that strongly, and it it functions almost as your religion and your sense of moral good, your your moral compass, it's sometimes hard to see it for what it is. So. Yep. It took me a very long time to realize it is racism.
0: Oh, totally. I'm just generally like <laughs> yeah. a nihilistic misanthrope, so I just hate everybody all the time. <laughs> I'm
1: Equality. half kidding.
0: I'm half kidding. So, yeah, so Carrie's <laughs> joining us tonight, and then tomorrow uh, Jack Murphy's coming down. He wrote the book, Democrats oh, yeah. in and that's really cool. And then we have, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I should just say it, I guess why not? Say, Brandon Strach's coming on Friday. Yes. That's awesome. So he's doing his big walk away rally. And I was like, bro, come on the show. And he, he said, for sure. So hopefully, I, you know, I, I don't want to overhype everything. That's mm-hmm. why I'm careful. Normally, don't shout anybody out necessarily. But this whole week, I guess it's the DNC. And they're, they're, in, in my opinion, there's way more people who are leaving the left than the other way around.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I know a ton of liberals and progressives who are have walked away. So in the past four years, and I know some people have said, "Well, Carrie, carry your experiences such that those are the people you would meet. So to use your anecdotal experiences is not really accurate. But at the same time, I've, I've asked, I've tried to find the people who've who've left the Demo- who've left the uh Republican party and gone over to the left and I haven't met those people I don't know who they are Me neither But I know a ton of of liberals progressives some some of whom are going to vote Trump but are going to stay quiet about it some of totally. whom are getting over their fear like me if you're a person who feels compelled to just say what is true and not keep it a secret then you know some of those people are starting to get over their fear and just come out and that's part of the reason I wrote the piece is I wanted to say I mean, so many people have their identity tied up in their political opinions. And so that I I know that there are some people who are afraid, who are really thinking, well, if I vote for Trump, does that mean I'm not a liberal anymore? Or does that mean I'm not a progressive anymore? And they're so tied to that identity of being a liberal. Yeah. No, it doesn't, because the Democratic Party is not liberal anymore.
0: I don't think they're anything.
1: They're not liberal or conservative. They're authoritarians.
0: Oh, they're totally authoritarian. Yeah. But I think it's based out of that, their desperation to just say or do whatever to gain power. Oh, yeah. And that's all that's left, <clears throat> right? So, so we'll dive into this. I actually okay. want to start with a news story, as as per usual, because we got this really creepy story that just came out today, and it's huge news. If you have not already, please hit that like button. You can help support the show and hop in the super chat if you'd like to ask any questions. At about nine thirty or so, we'll we'll jump over for questions. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. We do the show Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. We got a bunch of really awesome guests lined up for the next several weeks. This is crazy. We got a ton of people coming down. It's going to be epic. We got some Republican candidates who are going to be joining. So I'm really, really excited for this. Here's what I want to do. I want to jump to the first story and I want to talk about the Democratic Party cringe fest. But this is beyond just regular old cringe. So I did it. I did my main segment today on my main channel. Uh, talking about just how cringy it was, celebrities coming out saying the DNC, like Marion Williamson, like I mentioned, and that really weird performance. I'm not trying to be mean. I don't try to drag people, (laughs) but this dude dancing and he's doing the shuffle dance. And I'm just like, wow. Kinky Boots, that guy. Is that who it is?
1: Yeah, I think that's who it was. But it, it looked like an SNL sketch.
0: I know it did. It didn't look real. Wow. Looked it, like a it,
1: David Pumpkins. Like they were seven. making
0: fun of themselves. Yeah. How weird is this? But we, have, we, have actually, we actually have a very, very serious story to open with. I'm, I'm, I'm reticent to even get into this. This is dark stuff. All right. So I hope you guys are ready. Check this out. Tonight, uh, Bill Clinton speaking tonight, right?
2: I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I've seen a bunch of tweets talking about Bill Clinton speaking tonight to the DNC. And this story came out at the same time. Exclusive. This is from the Daily Mail. Would you mind giving it a crack? Bill Clinton leans back and smiles while receiving a neck massage from an Epstein victim. So I'm not not gonna, look, this is just a photo. And this is the news that's coming out right now. Bill Clinton, who is in, I guess, 26 flight logs with Epstein. Mm -hmm. A photo was just released of one of their trips. And one of Epstein's victims is seen giving Bill Clinton a massage. I'm not gonna pretend like this image comes out of some dark nefarious, you know, uh island excursion because what we what 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 I believe this is they say that this was when they were going on their their world tour or whatever the the AIDS relief thing to Africa. But what it what it, what it does show is that Bill Clinton was literally connected to the things that Epstein was doing and this what what's really scary to me about this photo is that it just looks like a woman giving a dude a massage yeah and then once you learn the context you're like whoa a former president of the united states receiving a massage from a trafficking victim of one of the most notorious i just call them nasty guys man like truly evil and despicable uh people i bring this up not necessarily to go into you know the the epstein stuff but for you know obviously we, we we are a bit Because we're still waiting to see what happens with Maxwell and all that stuff. But to talk about the Democratic Convention, the authoritarianism. And I guess just to, and we can kind of opine on this. Because you were just mentioning the Democrats have become authoritarian. Yeah. So I guess I would ask you as, you know, you've been, you were a Democrat, SJW, whatever.
1: Yeah, I was a lifelong Democrat. I did vote for my first Republican in 2018. I I voted for Ted Cruz because, much like Trump in this case, I felt he was the most liberal person running and I felt Beto O'Rourke was again an identitarian authoritarian and I couldn't vote for someone like that. He didn't support free speech. You know? He yeah. was pushing my old belief system, my old ideology, which is not liberalism. Social justice ideology is not liberalism.
0: No, of course not. It's authoritarian I don't know, Marxism.
1: Well, it's a, it's born from Marxism. It has roots in Marxism, but the best way I've learned to describe it for people is that if you think of Marxism as Marxism said the best way to look at the world essentially is as a competition for power between, no, as a competition for wealth between class groups. So this new kind of Marxism, this identity Marxism, says the best way to look at the world is as a competition for power between identity groups. So instead Sounds like of, racism. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> they want to do the same thing. They want to redistribute power the way that Marxists of old wanted to redistribute wealth.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Um, but it's just an evolved... Not as in better, but it's evolved as in a mutated kind of Marxism.
0: I wanted, I wanted to highlight this story because the dude's <clears throat> speaking at the DNC. I mean, that's the yeah. gist of the story. There's, there's not much to it. We know that, you know, Clinton was flying on this plane. But I think there's something inherently wrong with the Democratic Party at this point. Not not to say that Republicans are clean, right. you know. But the DNC right now is this weird mishmash of people who are of seemingly no conscience, right?
1: I, I think they've become unmoored from principles.
0: Yeah. Did they ever? I, I when was the last time you felt they had principles?
1: <laughs> it, this is a, a tough question for me, Tim, because looking back, I can't tell how much I've changed. And that skews my perception now. And I often ask myself this, like, did the Democratic Party? Is it that the Democratic Party changed and then I changed alongside it? Or is it that I changed and I can't see that it was always like this?
0: The Democratic Party definitely changed. Okay. But people like Bill Clinton have been doing really awful things for a long time and, and getting yes. away with it. So I think, you know, where, where we go from here that's really interesting with your history and this is that there's always been this kind of dark element in politics in general. You know, Bill Clinton's been accused. He's paid out settlements, I guess, to people like... Was it Juanita he, brought her... He paid her a settlement? I'm pr- or was it...
1: I can't remember if he paid her a settlement or not.
0: Because I know... they Probably pa-
1: not, because she keeps talking.
0: Yeah. You want to look that up? Yeah, Cause, I'm going to
1: check it out right now.
0: Because uh, the Clintons paid out somebody, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. But, you know, so so Bill Clinton's been a kind of a bad dude for a long time. Mm-hmm. But when you look at, you know, policy-wise, I think what we actually see when you realize there's, there's this, a lot of people like to look back and romanticize the left left me, the Democrats left me. I think that's not true. Mm-hmm. I think there was a period where the Democrats, as a party that just panders were pandering to a large group of people that were ideologically aligned and was relatively close to where the Republicans were. As the progressives started to move into the Democratic Party, they kept trying to pander, and now they're spread super thin, desperately trying to pander to everybody. Mm. That says to me, you know, how is it that you can have someone like Bill Clinton speaking at this event when seemingly by their own ideology, he is a patriarchal misogynist and all these really awful things? You know, they can screech about Brett Kavanaugh because some woman vaguely remembers an incident where he like threw a threw around the bed can't even remember when it, when or how it happened but bill clinton who's got real accusers and all this really awful stuff is totally a-okay i i look at the the, the party today they're entertaining this guy so did the party really change i kind of don't think so i think they're just pandering to a different group of people
1: i think there might be something to that i mean my mind immediately goes to that's a that's a philosophical question because I think that's what happens when you put ideology or party or tribe or something or anything above principles. Yeah. Because if you don't have universal principles that you apply across the board, even when it uh, uh, hurts your ideology or hurts your party, then you don't really stand for anything. You'll go with whichever the way the wind blows.
0: Right. I remember a bunch of videos have come out showing you know, Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer, Pelosi, all these Democrats You know 12 or so years ago talking about the need for border security and immigration reform there's like some article i pulled up recently it's from 2012 where the democrats were talking about pushing a payroll tax cut and how it was a great a great idea for everybody a huge win for obama and today it's like trump is trying to gut social security so i see that and i'm like man it looks like they've changed right the democrats have changed and then I'm kind of like, "No, maybe they didn't care about that back then, either, yeah, maybe, maybe we look back and we're like, "See, that made sense, but this doesn't." And it's like, wait a minute they were they've always just been saying whatever they think we want to hear i'm sure I'm sure it's relatively true for a lot of these you know old establishment Republicans, but many of them are running fleeing and joining the Democrats as yeah. never Trumpers. They're like the one group of people, I guess that have left the right to join the left, yeah, they have wealth, you know,
1: yeah. Well, you're making me think of something I said to you earlier, which is that this is pretty naive, but it wasn't until recently that uh, my podcast partner, uh, Carter, he he told me, <laughs> I guess I always thought, if you want to get ahead in politics or anything, you're just, you behave like a good person, you behave, you, you put on the best version of yourself and you are the best version of yourself and you will win friends and you will move ahead and the better you are, you know, kind you rise to the top and he sort of pointed out to me, no, what happens is that, uh, if you think about it, probably a lot of people who have enough money or pow- power to help you, yeah. they'll, they'll want to have something dirty on you to hold over you to make sure they can control you. Right. So maybe it's the worst people who rise to the top in politics.
0: It is. It's <laughs> so... You know, you know what I was yeah. thinking, though, with Trump? I mean, you find yourself as a, what did you call it, a relu- reluctant, deplorable? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, there, I, I think there's a lot of people who have proudly switched... And there are a lot of people who've been like, I guess I'll switch. Yeah. Right? So I, 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 I don't know. I, for, I forgot how what, what I was going for on this one. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, I don't know. Do you want to just take it? Well, being a reluctant to be horrible.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. well, somebody in the comments on the post you did today was saying, um, oh, I guess this is enough to forgive Trump's war. You're trying to defend Trump's words or forgive his words. No, I'm not. I have no interest in. Defending Trump's war- or warts or whatever, as long as he doesn't have a wart called racist, sexist, Marxist, authoritarianism, and he doesn't. <laughs>
0: so I remember now. You okay, see, hey, don't get mad at me. Those listening, I work like sixteen hours a day every day. True. Man, yeah, I'm listening. probably. My, my I saw
1: you work today. You have a crazy schedule. My brain's probably gonna explode. Okay, so what I was gonna say is,
0: I started trailing off into you being a Trump supporter and all that stuff, but what I was gonna say in in response to mm-hmm. what you had just said. Trump to me feels like the YouTuber of politics. <laughs> you like that?
3: I love it. <laughs>
0: but you, do, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like YouTubers came out and they were very much authentic personalities. It was like all of a sudden these vlogs started to emerge of people just filming themselves with their phone and people loved watching it because it was real. And yeah. every, everything we got from the media and from politicians and our whole lives has always been plastic. Yep. You not know I, can't, I can't stand more than anything is like something will happen in the world. Oil spill. And you you know what they're going to say. You know exactly what they're going to say before they say before it. Before they say it. It was a terrible accident. We're so sorry, everybody. And you're like, shut up. You're lying. Somebody, you know, cut a corner. You're trying to save money. Just, we, we get it. It's BS. Trump comes out, and he's got no filter. And people go, finally. He's like the the internet's generation, this authentic personality. And a lot of people don't like it. But uh, to be fair he has absolutely chilled out over the past year or so. I mean this year he's been very calm and 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 much better tempered, I would say.
1: You said that earlier and I I hadn't considered that before but I think you might be right.
0: For me that's big. You know, mm-hmm. I I I've often said of of the policy things I didn't like, you know, missile strike in Syria, there's a lot of foreign policy stuff. He's he's up drone strikes. He's actually reversed course. He started doing a bunch of really good things and I'm sitting here going like He's actually. I used to say, you know, Trump's bad. He's not that bad because like the media would really twist it. Yeah. Now I'm like, Trump's not that bad. He's actually kind of okay. You He's know, kind
1: of okay. He's kind of okay. Yeah.
0: And 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 that's very
1: triggering. I to think them.
0: I think I'm actually getting to uh, you know very very soon. We'll see how it plays out. And it's the media's fault for sure. I'm probably going to get to the point where I'm like, Trump's Trump's pretty cool. You know, because I'm I'm looking at him. And I'm, I, I had a self-reflective moment because somebody commented in one of our shows saying, you often complain about Trump's demeanor and, and, and his professionalism. What would you prefer? And so I sat and I was like, that's a good question. I thought about it. And I'm like, you know, he hasn't really had any of those moments where he was, you know, like, well, actually, earlier this year, he had the, uh, the Scarborough thing. You know where he was talking about Scarborough's intern yeah, from MSNBC. Yeah, I think
1: I missed that, but th- isn't he always doing that?
0: But that's, that's kind of the yeah. stuff I don't like.
1: Okay, yeah. But he's
0: definitely improved. You watch his press conferences, and he's just like, he's like, thank you for your question, thank you very much. And I was like, wow. He, used to, he was the guy who was like, you are fake news. You are fake, you know.
1: See, I kind of, I had moved far enough away from the legacy media, or at least realizing what liars they are, that I sort of, I got to a place, by the time he told Jim Acosta... What fake news he was! I was like, okay, this is one thing he's doing that I like. No, look, (laughs) yeah, I,
0: I, I got to go to the White House for his big social media summit thing. Oh yeah, he's a funny guy. He's he's an excellent entertainer, and and that's that's kind of the point I'm making because when I'm there and I'm watching this, you know, for me it's basically I look at a politician and I'm like, you can be you can be all smiles. You, you, everyone loved Obama on the left because he was a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not falling for that game again. Trump can, can stand up there and he can make jokes and make me laugh. I want to hear some tangibles. You know, then he started talking about things I liked. You know, he crossed into the DMZ. And that's that, you know, that the, the North, South, North Korea, South Korea thing is, is very relevant to my family. Because mm-hmm. I have my, my, literally, I'm Korean and I have family that goes back to North Korea. I'll never get to go visit those places. Yeah. So seeing Trump do that with no security, walking into North Korea... I was, I was just like, I'm sitting in my chair, I'm clapping. I'm like, that is awesome. He had no security. He yeah. would, these, these people on the left, they don't get it. They could have snatched him up. They could have killed him. And what would we do, go to war or something? Trump did that. I respect that. It may be symbolic, but whatever. I see I see now, you know, I, I've known this for a while. It's like the Democrats and the establishment right now, the media, it's all this facade. It's all make-believe. Totally. It's the fake news. They're desperately trying to hold the mask over their face. And Trump is has been ripping it off.
1: He's been pulling off. He's yeah. like you said he's the YouTuber of politicians. I've heard the wrestler analogy before too. He's the wrestler. And he, he kind <laughs> he of literally isn't but he just sort of points out that it is all a performance. It always yeah. was. And he's so over the top that you you suddenly realize you're in a wrestling ring because there's a guy with a big foam finger waving it. Yeah, you know? like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Trump. <laughs> you're like, yep. Oh, this is all I've, I've been to so many of his
0: rallies you know I, when he was running the first time I actually covered a bunch of his rallies went down met people and I saw the escalation of violence these the, you know it was really crazy for me and this probably contributed to I you know a lot of people say Tim Pool is like the slowest world's slowest red pill or whatever because I oh did, they
1: say that stuff about me or they used yeah. to don't worry about that no, no, I, I don't <laughs>
0: okay. care. It's like, listen, you know, I, I do my research all day every day. My, my opinions and my policy ideas and the things I, I support don't change because people are nice or mean to me. Yeah. But it does, there, there's an influence on, you know, people being nice and mean contribute to the fact that some people will never have access to certain information. If the left won't allow a conversation, you'll never hear what they have to say. So I remember, for me, there was a big moment when I filmed, this is, this is, this is crazy, I filmed a guy whack, a Trump supporter in the back of that with a bag with a bag of something, and he's he's bleeding. I film it. I'm watching these people just beat the crap out of these Trump supporters. I worked for this company Fusion, and they were super excited about it. Got a, we got a request for Fox News, and they said, "Tim, go go on Fox News." The employees of the company got mad at me after the fact for doing it, and they were like, "Why would you go on Fox News?" And I was like, I don't, "They told me to. I don't know. Like I, I I I'm a journalist. I guess I covered it, and a news outlet asked me to speak about it." But when I started telling them, they were like, who are these people that were attacking Trump supporters? And I was like, oh, it was Bernie supporters. And they were like, no, it wasn't. No, it it, it, was. it was. It was Bernie supporters. And some of, some of these people were like, how do you know they were Bernie supporters? Well, one of the guys was wearing a Bernie shirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, just one guy with a Bernie shirt. Somebody was waving a Bernie flag. Yeah. And they were like, no, you're lying. They're not. And I, what do you mean? I don't care. Like, I, at the time, I was actually for Bernie. You know, I. Yeah. I, they, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it.
1: That was probably, was that like around 2015 maybe?
0: I th- I'm pretty sure. It was it was the San, I think San Jose rally. There's a very famous video. It's got like a million something hits. Okay.
1: This is a weird small world moment. Cause that, can I tell you something? Yeah. So when I first started going down like the path that, that I'm on, leaving the social justice left, people always ask, well, what happened? It's not some magic thing where I just wake up the next day. There wasn't some, you know, one book or one video or one thing. That, but there were several things. And one of the first things that happened was that I went down a rabbit hole of videos of Trump supporters being attacked by people who were supposedly on my side, by supposed liberals and progressives. And they made me cry. And one was that San Jose video. And I had no idea you filmed that.
0: Was it the guy with the yellow polo? Yes. That was and me. he was bloody. He was bleeding. And then I asked him what happened. He's yeah. like, I don't know. A guy hit me. You know, I saw, I saw him walking out of the rally. And the crowd started screaming and throwing stuff. And I just knew, I'm like, I've seen this. I know what happens next. So I started filming. And the dude, like, I don't, I don't know if he didn't know or he's just very brave. It was him and like another guy. They just kept walking, minding their own business. Yeah. Didn't say anything, didn't do anything.
1: But he was bleeding.
0: I, bleeding. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. And I, I was just like, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta ask this guy what happened. You know, why is he like, I don't know. I was like, I came out, I was yelling, you know, Trump, Trump, Trump. And then all of a sudden, these people started attacking me. There were some guys in Anaheim. it was uh, an older guy and two younger guys and they were Trump supporters this was a little bit later on they told me that they had initially supported Bernie Sanders because of his trade policy he opposed the TPP he opposed NAFTA but when Hillary Clinton won they said you know the next best choice is Donald Trump they got attacked and I, I watched the same thing this is at Anaheim just across the street from like Disneyland or whatever I don't know Disney World whichever one it is and they chased these guys like a mile stole their hats were hitting them shoving them and I watched all that stuff happen no, none of none of these 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 lefties these bernie people wanted to hear it they would they would get so triggered the moment i would say the violence needs to stop even yeah. bernie sanders himself had to yell stop the violence yeah but they still you know they they put it on trump when its his supporters getting attacked
1: yeah and that blew my mind because as someone who was deeply you know, ensconced in my own SJW echo chamber. I had just been fed this narrative that the violence was, that Trump supporters were violent and that their rallies were violent. And I believed all this stuff without seeing evidence of it. I just believed it. So that YouTube rabbit hole I went down then, I doubt I could, I doubt that would happen today. I bet they've changed the algorithm to totally. such a degree that I couldn't find video after video. I don't even remember why I clicked on the first one, but after it, there was video after video. There was the girl that was egged. Yep. But the one that you, that was San Jose. That was, the that was same San place. Jose also. Yep and uh and that just it shook me because it was it was visual evidence of the opposite narrative and i didn't know any of that had been happening
0: so i'm you know covering these stories i see it happening in real time and then i see the mainstream media does not reflect reality
1: no not at all i
0: i actually had the news company i worked for tell me side with the audience and i said who's the audience young progressives
1: so you that was you were working for fusion yeah okay here's another small moment I was pitching a TV show an SJW comedy show in 2015 at that network diffusion yes I was and, there and <laughs> on the whiteboard I walked in and I remember it may have been 2014 it was before I started leaving the cult that's for sure yeah and I walked in and I was so excited that because their whiteboard was all social justice it basically <laughs> i would walked into a critical race theory class it in had college be,
0: it had to be 2015
1: probably 2015 yeah Cause
0: when when they pitched me so, so for those that aren't familiar, this is an ABC News Univision joint venture. Mm-hmm. When they pitched me, they said, we want to be like Vice. And they had big posters on the walls that said, we will not be partisan. We will be, you know, different. We will be honest. And then something happened about seven months in where a, a switch got flicked. And they replaced the editor-in-chief, brought on an SJW, who all of a sudden was like, I kid you not. They brought on a guy, and I think this persona was totally fake. I think it was a money opportunity because this guy one day overnight changed his Twitter banner to down with whiteness.
1: Oh, I believe that.
0: And I was when I saw that, I was I was like, whoa, 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 dude, like you. How can you do that? That's racist. So they didn't. They actually had an event where they were going to be interviewing presidential politicians. And they told me I was too white to be involved. (laughs) I kid you not. And I'm like. I told the president, I was like, well, you know that I'm second generation mixed race, right? I was like, I, I think I totally fits. It's a good narrative. He goes, nah, I'm sorry, man. Like, dude, they're super racist. It's in the contract. You you, you look too white, dude. I was yeah, like, are you, you kidding me? And I actually contemplated a lawsuit. No joke.
1: Yeah, you should, because that's but I'm not, racist. I'm, it's beyond. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's a violation of civil rights law. Yeah. I was I was told straight up by the president, I was too white to be involved in this, this presidential forum. That's amazing. So no kidding. And I said... The, I'm I literally like a product of civil rights law. Like <laughs> yeah. my family experienced this. Doesn't matter the way you look, and that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's really really triggered me about the SJW left and their ideologies specifically. Like when they when the ACLU for instance says that it's okay to discriminate based on race at these universities, yeah, particularly against Asians. What regular people don't realize is that when they say Asian, they mean Indians, Chinese, Koreans, Japanese, Vietnamese, Laotian, Filipino, Malaysian, Mm -hmm. Singapore, all of these countries, which are vastly different levels of wealth, vastly different countries, different cultures, different religions. They say it's one thing. And so what happens is they're quite literally saying to, uh, you know, here's here's what I tell these SJWs. If you agree, and even my friends who are like very progressive, if you agree with that policy of affirmative action, Mm -hmm. then when it comes time, I want you to look into the eyes of that child that Asian child, and mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry, honey, you don't get to go to the Ivy League because you look too much like that person.
3: Yeah. And that's
0: the only reason. No matter how hard they work, they look wrong. So then what? Are we going to get people who are just going to get crazy cosmetic surgeries to try and change their appearance to pretend they're not really, you know, a certain race? To me, that's just, it's it's all been absolutely despicable. Yes. So, it, you know, I, I wouldn't... Well, Look at the way
1: they pick their VP candidate. Okay, so we've known for a long time that there are, you know, again, slow learner here. It took me a while. But some of you have known for a long time that they are racist and sexist. And but but now they're openly telling us like we knew that Joe Biden was going to pick or whoever is behind Joe Biden was going to pick someone who is a woman of color. But he came out and told us that. He's like honest about it. <laughs> and I heard somebody saying, and forgive me, I forget who it was, but somebody was talking about, can you imagine if the CEO of your company said, you know, we're going to be hiring second in command here and I don't know who it's going to be. Send in your resumes, but it will be a woman of color. And you're... They do this. You're just not going to look at resumes from anyone else? Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> and that's, 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 to me, is insane. Yeah. You know, look, I recognize... It-
1: Can I I say one more thing about that? It's so offensive and it's so condescending and towards women and towards people of color because look, if I get a job, I don't want to be denied anything because of my sex and I don't want to be given it because of my sex. And if I was Kamala Harris, I'd be like, screw you. You just told everyone you're not picking. You didn't pick me from among the best people. You, you basically said, I'm picking from this small demographic and you're the best in that demographic. <laughs> screw you, Joe Biden. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> OK,
0: if I, I, I'm willing to bet, especially considering they're Democrats. And and again, I, I am not trying to give a free pass to Republicans. They just don't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. And they're not really, you know, I don't, here's the point. If somebody Joe Biden walks up to Kamala and he goes, Look, listen here, fat. We're going to make you the VP and you're not going to win. And it has nothing to do with your qualifications. Actually, I think you're awful, but you'll be rich afterwards. And that's it. She's going to, she's going to write a book first, you know, black Indian, you know, vice president candidate, the hurdles she faced joining. She's now, I believe the third woman to be on on a VP as a ticket. She's going to write a book afterwards. She's going to do a book tour and she's going to get paid. That's what yeah, it's all Yeah, but about. what
1: an empty life. I mean, you I'm know, not, not just her. I'm just saying so many people in general. Why are you living a life for that? What are you living for? I agree. Just a book and some money. and Power. What do you stand for?
0: Nothing. You know, I've met people like, like, like this. And I, this was maybe about 10 years ago. I had this local, local real estate developer in Chicago trying to use me because I was a young, hip skateboarder. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to have some kind of inroad with a community of young people to convince them of like it was a very much like an 80s movie plot line. Mm -hmm. Want to develop a bunch of condos and gentrify the neighborhood. But he needed the kids on his side. I think I've seen this movie. Right, right, right. (laughs) He invited me to a party and it was a bunch of Illinois Democrat politicians. And they all basically said the same thing. One of two things. Somebody's got to work at McDonald's. Right. Right. The idea generally just let poor people be poor, don't worry about their wages and the you know someone's going to do it so you know so yeah. be it. It was a very, you know, elitist and defeatist kind of idea, but the other the other one was was uh they told me stop worrying about any of this and just get rich. And I was like cuz the conversations we were having was like making the community better, improving things helping people strive to become better to reach mm-hmm. new heights not just to be a, a burger flipper but to be the manager of mcdonald's and th- i had this guy look at me and he shook his head and he goes just get the money and get out really? that was wow. the attitude they all had wow that's and it was like so on a rooftop party everyone's drinking fancy stuff and i'm like you know some guy came in and asked me if i wanted to go hang out and schmooze and have drinks and i was like in my early 20s and i'm like i'm down and it was like, not my, not my jam. Mm. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm like relatively reclusive in that sense. I like to do my thing. I don't have a tribe. I've, I've I, you know, after I felt, I felt betrayed by Obama. He, he was talking about removing troops in the Middle East. You know, the yeah. whole whole war was wrong. It was mistakes. It was, it was fake news that got us involved. And then Obama, what does he do? He The first thing he does, one of the first things is a drone strike on a, on a, on a small village, killing women and children. And so I was like, that was like someone stabbed me in the heart emotionally because i felt like i'm the one who helped him do it you know like yeah. this 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 these horrible things that are being done overseas and he looked me in the eye and says don't worry we're going to end this and i was like okay here's my support Then he laughed and then he dropped the bomb and i was just like i was mad and that that cut me off i was like i don't care about this i don't care about these people i don't believe any of this stuff everybody's lying and i'm over it yeah and then i saw all the bad stuff obama was doing you know
1: so you paid attention though I was the kind who didn't. So when Bush was president, I went to every anti-war march. I knew the media was lying. I watched them sell the lie, you know, CNN. That was when I first learned the media. It, it's, complete, it's like Orwell, the yeah. history of truth. But I, I paid attention because I hated Bush so much. And then when Obama won, I didn't pay attention anymore. Yep. I wasn't one of those people who saw that he didn't. In fact, I voted for him
0: twice. And this... I, I, I totally get it I, I see this
3: mm-hmm.
0: all of these people right now are waking up to the things that I'm doing air quotes here Trump is doing or I should say Trump is air quote doing
3: mm-hmm. but they
0: put the quotes around the word doing because Obama started some of these things. yes the kids in cages yeah it's like well that that's who do you think build them I live down there I lived uh, relatively close to homestead in in Miami where they were having these, these detention centers and it, this was under Obama not under Trump and it was just a thing that was there. yeah. But now it's Trump. And so I would ask my friends, my progressive friends, they're still to this day. It Man, some of them have gotten so bad. They're, they're, it's kind of scary. It, feel, it, it feels like they've become possessed.
1: Yes, I use that word a lot. Actually, I think I heard Jordan Peterson using that word. Uh, and it made sense to me. I think people can become possessed by emotion or possessed by ideology. So when, when, that, when there's something animating them and they're not thinking critically anymore. And uh, and it's almost like, well, when Peterson talks about Carl Jung and saying that, you know, people don't have ideas, ideas have people. But I actually, I, I absolutely believe that when it comes to ideology. I yeah. think of ideology as a living, breathing thing. So when I call my old belief system a cult, people say, oh, well, it doesn't fit all the cult characteristics. It fits most of them. It doesn't it does. have, it does not have a charismatic leader. I give you that. But that's because I view it as this living thing. It's almost like a school of fish, it's a and religion. it moves together. It's a religion, and there's not like one figurehead at the front of it. There's a lot of different high priests of the movement, if yeah. you will, like Robin DeAngelo.
0: Totally, she's an should... avowed racist.
1: Yeah, so, she admits it.
0: Yeah, she says tr- so. When did the left start taking their cues from overt racists? And why should so so? When I say my friends are possessed, I have a, I have a friend who I consider to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. And she's just, in my opinion, gone. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible to even talk to her anymore. I see the things she posts online. It's all conspiracy theories, posting photos of mailboxes in like dumpsters. And I'm like, what happened? That's not real life. Just it's and when I try and send a message it's like, hey, just so you know, like that mailbox thing, here's an article. And it's, the response is, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is crazy. How could you support Trump? And I'm like, I just said the mailbox thing wasn't true. Calm down. But it's it's almost like there's there's no, it's it's a religion. It's so, a religion.
1: You know? And also, I was talking about this with Lydia earlier. Yeah. We, we were both saying, I don't think a lot of the people who get, a lot of the people who get possessed by it, I don't think they have good historical context. So they don't actually know what it is that they're taught they're preaching they think these are original ideas they think social justice is this is new progressive thing no 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 it has roots very old roots in marxism and we know what happens when this ideology plays out we right. know where it goes they don't have that and they and they also have like like you're talking about she's living in a different world she's yeah. posting these crazy conspiracy theories it's have they read any Orwell recently? I'm not talking about in childhood, like read nineteen eighty four now yeah <laughs> they, don't think they read yeah. yeah,
0: like now they're saying two plus two is five, yeah, it was I've seen literally this. not identical. it's not the exact same, but it's 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 similar it's nineteen eighty four yeah at the par you would tell you that two plus two is five, and you you just you were, you had to believe it, you yeah. had to, and the scary thing was was maybe it was true that's what's one one of the passages they're literally now arguing two plus two equals five yeah like they're they're arguing circumstances in which it can i un- I understand the general argument they're trying to put forward that you know it's it's important to try and expand your view and perception your perception of reality but it's it's very common this tactic is just meant to confuse and break down systems so that you can't control them anymore
1: oh yeah absolutely it's meant to confuse that's a great way of putting it orwell Orwell talked about how um and i'm gonna mangle the quote but basically how people use superfluous language to try and hide the fact that they're not really saying anything he says they it's like they're squirting out ink like a cuttlefish and and there are a lot of these so-called pseudo-intellectuals who use they they bank on the fact that they're hoping that you'll think well i guess i'm not smart enough to get this do you remember there was a debate Mm -hmm. with michael eric dyson And Jordan Peterson. Yes. Yes. Do you remember all the (laughs) things that he said? Yes. And none of it meant anything. You just hit the nail on the head. And that's when Michael Eric Dyson went on my worst people in the world world list.
2: (laughs) I actually went, I went to the library and I found one of his books and I was like, it, the title of the book was like speaking clearly and i was like this is a total complete <laughs> this is wrong this is complete but that's wrong perfectly named
1: because that's what they do look they yeah. call it antifa anti-fascist exactly. oh i guess it's against fascism huh sure, yeah that's it, it, all it means
0: it works on low and low engagement and low what's the right word i'm trying to say i don't want say stupid because smart people get roped up in this stuff, too. Low
2: information.
0: L- low perhaps. information, like low inquisitivity. Right. You they're know, they're not, curious. not curious.
2: Anti-curious.
0: So you hear about a group called the anti-fascists, and they immediately are like, oh. And then they're going around beating random people and old ladies, and it's just like... They're
1: behaving like fascists, guys. Yeah, quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, to, you know, and I, I, I always try to make the distinction, too, because inv- invariably, antifas starts screeching. Ah, they did it. They claimed... I had a guy in New York at a protest yell at me. I was covering this protest and they was like, you claimed Antifa was fascist. And I was like, no, I didn't. I would never do that. Antifa is progressive. They're not traditionalist. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so don't, don't, don't put that on me. No, you're authoritarian extremists. And then well, they're like, oh, hey, wait a minute.
1: I say you behave like a fascist. It doesn't mean. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not
0: putting it on you. I'm putting it like yeah. on, on, on these guys. Like, I have no problem letting them have that one. When they're like, mm-hmm. we're not fascist." you are correct you're authoritarian communist extremists yes and then they're like well maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know <laughs> as long as you're not calling us a fascist no, you're, you're,
2: yeah names are everything man yeah
0: well it, they,
1: they do the same thing with now i'm sure you've seen it they're, the thing they're pushing now is this word anti-racism they say it's uh, not enough to be not racist you have to be anti-racist actively okay. anti-racist well what does anti-racist mean mm-hmm. it means racist and yes. look at what they mean when they say anti-racist they mean you must treat people differently and judge them on the basis of race. Okay, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's racism, guys. Like, i it-
0: They it's, it's... This is how they do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Black Lives Matter. Well, who could disagree with that? Yes. Like, any, <laughs> any good liberal or conservative, any American. I mean, you could go back to uh, the civil rights era. And find that a small proportion of people would be willing to publicly say they didn't they would make they, they try to be po- politically correct and say well you know separate but equal right even back then they were careful about uh, questioning the value of life particularly religious people hmm. today who we, we've we've progressed so far beyond the, the the racist past mind you a lot of it was from the Democrats the the Klan Jim Crow and all the stuff and I, I look back in the past and I say you know what we did a really good job of getting rid of all these really awful things Today, we all agree, like life in general and it matters and I understand what they mean when they say it. But then when they go around smashing, burning, beating mm. people and it's mostly white people doing it. Yeah. I'm like, you see, now you're just using that so that if we question you, we get attacked. Yeah. The media finds an easier path. So when I mention like my friend is possessed, mm-hmm. they mm. don't read the news. They get their news from memes, like Occupy Democrats and other just, you know, oh, yeah. garbage meme factories on Facebook. And so when I send them something, they, like, send me a meme, and I say, this is this is a cartoon of, like, a giraffe eating a pine cone. I have no idea what this means, you know? And I'm like, here's an article from the New York Times, and then they're like, here's a picture of a... You <laughs> it know? It makes
2: no sense.
0: Y- yeah, that's... I'm
1: sorry I'm laughing, but that's true. I Usually I <laughs> respond on Twitter, I'm like, oh, are we in the meme portion of the argument already?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. we jump fast to the end. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've, I, you know, and... It's 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 a lot of tribalism. Yeah, I think one of the reasons you mentioned earlier, like you have friends who are scared that if they vote for Trump, they'll no longer be seen as liberal. Yeah, and I think it's because their tribal tribalism is survival. It's survival. It's a survival Absolutely. mechanism. Absolutely. So if you've got people who don't have the the independence, the self esteem to to live on their own, they're very likely going to just do whatever the, the tribe says, and just many of them will believe it because it's the safe bet just to go with the flow and hope the collective protects you. Yeah. You got a bunch of people, it's no surprise that it's, you know, conservatives, individualists, personal responsibility who challenge that narrative. I think what's happening now is the unifying force between what what brings liberals over to conservatives is the true liberals like actual the actual word liberal classical liberalism not you know this whatever mainstream is mm. it's individualism it's it's yes. the right of free expression freedom of speech individual rights liberty
1: individualism is the antidote to collectivism whether that collectivism is racism or sexism and that's that's the only thing that's ever pushed it back and now we're moving away from that in the and na- in, and in, in the, and they're saying it's for this good cause and And they used to not openly, so they used to hide the fact that they were uh, opposed to individualism, but... The ideology is in a new phase now in the past two months or so. It's really ramped up. And I'm sure you've seen it's all the major corporations are speaking it. You know, McDonald's is telling me about. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Just give me a cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) They're all speaking it. It's in churches. It's in hobby groups. It's in your kid's school. There's a book called Anti-Racism Baby. It's teaching babies. (laughs) Um, But it's everywhere now. And it's. uh, Oh, man, I'm losing my train of thought about it moving about it ramping up what were you saying right before that I don't remember oh, I wow. you, you got me laughing <laughs> I got I'm you laughing like, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm it's, yeah.
0: it's anti-racism baby in schools did you see the, the leaked curriculum from this
1: oh I've seen so much leaked curriculum in the past few years tell me which one
0: it's it's this particular math problem I've mentioned probably several times now yeah. but where we used to do math problems that were like you know if, if a farmer has you know 17,000 apples and his warehouse can hold 13,000 what percentage will rot there was a math problem. It was like, if the police, you know, stop and detain, you know, ten thousand and two white people, but three thousand four hundred black people, what percentage of black people are being detained by the police? Right. And it's like, what, what? What are you putting in this math problem? That has nothing to do with teaching kids math. We do oh, apples. and they're
1: slipping that in. Yes,
0: it, through the side. So the the actual problem is, you know, just a regular math problem, but yeah. they they they're seeding all this stuff, and it is, it is, it is creepy. So.
1: They're- Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, part of what's happened in the past two months is is also that, and I was talking about this with, with you earlier, Lydia, or maybe with Tiffany, but so there used to be on social media, there was this group of people who, they weren't social justice evangelists like I was. They weren't actively preaching it, but they had sort of casually accepted a lot of the tenets of the ideology. Yeah. And those people really didn't preach it or push it or anything. And, and a lot of them, for example, were the kind of women who would do just like a lot of selfies or look how great my family life is. I have the perfect family. Look at all my kids. My life's awesome. Keeping up with the Joneses on social media, right? Yeah. A lot of those basic normies are now have been activated. And I don't know if you've noticed, but in the ta- past two months, a lot of those people who used to post just selfies and look at my great life are suddenly posting constant social justice stuff. Yep and it's almost like sleeper cells. They got turned on. (laughs) I think of it that way. Yeah, they had tacitly accepted some of the premises of the belief system. They had soaked it up by osmosis. And then in the past two months, the belief system said, okay, now you're gonna prove that you're in this this cult.
2: That is really interesting because I know that you are coming from a like a left word position. Mm. I'm seeing the exact opposite with some of my Facebook friends. Like oh, I have really? a few. Yeah, I have a few lady friends who I've known for multiple years. I used to work with them, and they are turning more and more conservative. And I was like, I never would have expected this from like my crystal collecting hippie friend. Oh, oh wow! Are. Yeah, my my crystal collecting hippie friends are turning conservative, and I'm like, what is going on here? People are being more and more upfront with their politics. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening or if
1: it's good or bad. I think that's a response to what I was talking about, which is now it's become so dominant. Maybe you've got this reaction starting to happen or yeah. people are waking up or people, like I said, are leaving the left because it's become it's become almost too much.
0: Have you, you are you familiar with uh, Ryan Long, the comedian? Yes, I he saw a really funny. He's got yeah. the super viral woke and racist guys. Yes, and yes. they get along on everything. He has another one where it's left and right. And they're trying to pick basketball teams.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's so good. It's
0: another really good one. The the left wing guy is just constantly yelling and insulting. And he's like, he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "You you you're a racist." You're, I'm gonna take a picture. I'm taking your picture. And then the one guy goes, "My boss just called me. I got fired." And the dude on, <laughs> the, the dude on the right goes, "Just play with me, man. I don't care." And they're like, "I'm I'm gonna go play with this guy." <laughs> The dude walks over and the guy with the right wing shirt goes, hey, you see that Trump video is pretty pretty reasonable, right? And it's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but so like the left is just so, it's become so angry and yeah. bombastic that it's pushing people away yeah. of all types. Like, yeah. if, do you see that that famous Marion Williamson video? She's the hippie crystal woo-woo lady. Yeah. And I mean, I, look, she's not really the crystal woo-woo lady, but that's what they called her. She's so nice. She's so I nice. Liked and that her. was me. I really right. liked her. Right. Yeah, yeah I sweet. did. I liked her too. She's... She, so, I mean, for one thing, the media just relentlessly tore her apart mm-hmm. as the crystal woo-woo lady. Yeah. And she's like, I don't own any crystals. That's crazy. <laughs> Poor lady. And then it, she was on Fox, and it was kind of a hot mic moment where she was just shocked. Like, why are the conservatives so nice to me? And the left is so mean. Yeah, I remember that. And then she kind of got mad because they were like, they published it.
1: Well, it's true. And I mean, we'll look yeah. at Brett Weinstein, for example, the Evergreen College fiasco. He went on Fox News, which they took as even further evidence of his evil. <laughs> but yeah, because Fox News is the only legacy media that would talk to him because the the rest of the legacy media, is, they've got their one narrative they're going to push. And if, if what, you know, if your story doesn't fit it, they're not going to cover it. Or they, they can't gonna, let you go.
0: They can't. How, how crazy is it? You know, I grew up with Fox News being fake news. And I mean, yeah, me too. And today Fox News is like, they're accurately reporting it's, on what's going. They're biased.
1: They are biased. But it's
0: to their benefit to, you know, I mean, they, they've been kind of negative on Trump in certain circumstances that made him angry.
1: Yeah.
0: They, they brought on Bernie Sanders for a town hall. They hired Donna Brazil. I'm like Fox News is trying to capture the moderates and the liberals, man. Yeah, and they, they, guess they what? It's working. Yeah, I wa- if
1: I have to watch legacy media now i guess i'll pick them and it used to be the i mean i used to i was i used to put them on in the gym just so i'd get angry and run faster on the treadmill you know that's brilliant i love it
0: you know i remember you know bill o'reilly's sun goes up sun comes down you can't explain that you remember that famous bit i
1: don't remember that bit no he
0: was i can't remember who he was interviewing but he was like you know there are things we can't explain tide goes in tide goes out you can't explain (laughs) this sun goes up sun comes down Uh... and the dude there was like are you, are you joking? <laughs> we, we explained this 500 years ago. Right? Talk.
2: <laughs> a little behind.
0: But but So, you know, I can drag Fox News where they used to be, but I think Tucker Carlson is now... He's, he's the best guy on cable he's TV. He's the best
1: guy on cable TV. I yeah. absolutely agree. And, and gives the straight... I mean, obviously, still biased. We're all biased in some way, but at least he gives, uh, I think, a, a take that matches up with reality more than the rest. He does. The rest is... The rest is living in that 1984 version of whatever is rewritten today is now fact and they're believing it. And and he's he's not generally, he's not doing that. And I he's, don't know. Get over your embarrassment. I had to get over my embarrassment of saying that I like Tucker Carlson now. And, I,
0: I, I like, was in know. Portland and this is a crazy thing. A couple of years ago I was in Portland. There was a right wing event. There was a left wing event. I actually had some Antifa see me mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, here it goes. And it was some young women and... They walked up and this one woman goes, I think you're really awesome. You know, but I got to keep it quiet because people might get mad I said that. <gasps> so this, was, this was like a year and a half ago or two, two years ago, I think, when I was in Portland. Maybe three, actually. It's been a long time. But uh, like this is at a time when I was covering and interviewing right wing people and the left was attacking me for it. And there was a couple people in Portland who were overtly in black block saying like, yo, keep it up, man. Just, you know, I can't let people. I'm not going to high five you because oh, people damn. are going to. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is with these people. But I was in Portland. There was a ton of people. Like, I, I was at a bar, and this guy walks over and gave me a bottle of hot sauce. And I was like, what is this? And he goes, you're Tim Pool, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, hey, man, good job. Here, try, try, try. You can have this. It's, it's on the house. And it was really good. <laughs> I, and there were people in Portland who were straight up like, I know what you do. You do a great job. Like, we need, we need this. And I was critical of Antifa and Black, Black the entire time. Wow. But I, I bring the story up because I was standing on a street corner, and one of these lefties was talking to me saying, like, what do you think about the fake news and all the stuff? And I mentioned, I think Tucker Carlson actually, actually does a good job. You know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot... Of, I, I, I do like Anderson Cooper a little bit, but, you know, he's certainly gone off the deep end in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I used to be a bigger fan. And I think Tucker Carlson does a pretty good job. Somebody filmed it. Some lefty filmed it and then, like, tried making it a scandal. Tim yeah. Pool likes Tucker Carlson. Oh. Did
1: they turn it into a song? Were you singing no, it? no, they were just trying to. Nobody <laughs> <not> cares. Cool.
0: <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. They like it, it's, it's Tim Pool's and Milk Toast sitter Nobody, nobody. The hit pieces on me are like, you know, they don't, they don't stick because I'm too boring. You know, <laughs> it's true. So they, they try and it's like that dude. He's like he's Milk Toast
1: sitter What does that mean? That you're not? They think they, a, they want you to pick a political party.
0: Well, so. Uh, <sighs> I don't know who coined this. It was a comment on a, on a video a long time ago. They said Tim Pool is a milk toast fence sitter, and milk toast is a reference to this old comic. Right. I know what milk toast
1: means. But right. right, right. But what do they say? What do they like? I won't.
0: I won't join any you're faction. You're fence
1: sitting on parties or candidates. Or, Everything. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because I'd be like, well, look, the Democrats are at least saying this, and the Republicans are saying this. To be completely honest, I don't think it's fair to say I'm a milk toast fence sitter. Like literally, I think it's a funny joke. Yeah. But I have straight up was like, I'm going to vote for Trump because the Democrats have gone completely insane, pending some changes. You know, oh, yeah, still, me
1: too. Like, yeah. I'm interested in people ask me, what about unity 2020? You said you kind of like that. And I do. Yeah. And if something materializes with that and there's a viable candidate who's a liberal that I like, I would consider that still. But as of today, I think I'm probably voting for Trump.
0: Yeah. Look, Trump tried to pull our troops out of Afghanistan. That to me was like he could have he could have handed me a hundred dollar bill. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I, I love that he did that. He's he's talking about pardoning some people. We'll see if he actually pulls it off. These are these are these are little, you know, it's it's whispering sweet nothings. We'll see if he actually does anything. But I think he's improved. I think the war thing is really, really big. And with the riots going on, no one the Democrats calling them peaceful protests and lying, the media lying about it. I tell you, man, I I read articles on this every morning. I wake up for 81 days like here's the morning update on the riots because they happen every night. And these websites just say protester, protester, demonstrator, and it's the funniest sentence when it's something like, you know, a cop was bludgeoned, to, you know, to a concussion by a, yeah. by a by a demonstrator. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's like they, they 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 barricaded the exits to the police department and tried to burn it down. Yeah, demonstrators tried to burn down a police department with human yeah. beings inside. Mm. So anyway, my point is, I'm you know the Unity 2020 thing I think is interesting, but. I no it, I, I'm not confident look it, that, it's, po- it's possible they plot a candidate who's got a bunch of good things behind them
1: they don't uh, have a lot of time
0: yeah and and I don't think they're gonna win and I'll tell you what man if Trump is, he's literally trying to withdraw from Afghanistan that's not that's that's not a promise he's literally trying to do it yeah I'm like all right I'll take it I'll take what I can get you know that's that's that that was a big deal for me mm-hmm. with Obama It's it struck me emotionally and now Trump literally did it so I'm like and that's the best I can do. I don't care about your tribe. I don't care about getting canceled. I don't care what you think about the orange man. I care about bringing the, the remainder of our troops out of these, the Middle Eastern countries and, and sealing this bit of history off. And it's and it's a, a blight on, on the past 20 years for this country.
1: Well, what you just described is what we talked about earlier, having principles that are up here above party or tribe or ideology. So it's like, if I believe in peace and I want less war, well, I'm going to pick the candidate that looks like they're leading us towards less war. Or if I believe in free speech, I've got to go to, with the candidate that supports free speech. And it doesn't matter if they're in your party or not. You know, get yeah. over that. Don't that fear. Your identity is linked to whatever your political beliefs are. That's stupid.
0: If, 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 if it was Bernie Sanders doing the same thing, I'd be like, I'll take yeah. what I can get. You know,
1: I I'll- voted for Tulsi in the primaries. You know, if, if she were running, I might. I probably wouldn't be voting for Trump. I'd probably be voting for her.
0: Yeah, I supported Tulsi specifically because of her stance on war, yeah. but also her willingness to reach reach across the aisle, try and communicate mm-hmm. with Trump supporters and conservatives. She was re- fairly progressive, and there was there was a lot of things I didn't like about her campaign. I mean, she was opposed she's opposed to nuclear energy, uh, mm-hmm. fairly progressive, but more in line with you know I've gone through a lot of her policies, and I was like I'll, the war thing right off the bat. I was like, that's kind of what I want. Everything else, I'm kind of like, yeah, don't like that, don't like that, but that's okay. And I think she was willing to compromise by having real conversations. That to me was yeah, important. That's huge. And, and she's a major. And she did guard. not
1: speak woke.
0: Totally. <laughs> and the bombs she dropped on Kamala Harris, I was <laughs> yeah. like, everybody was that was like, a war
2: yeah. crime, man. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> seriously the <laughs> <laughs> so only war crime she'll ever okay. Got a,
0: a violation of one of those conventions. You know, I, don't, Hog, <laughs> right, Geneva, I don't know, Geneva, <laughs> whatever, but
1: Geneva. I, <laughs> whew, I was yeah, so, so happy. It's great. So happy. I love that.
0: Uh, and, you know, when she supported impeachment, I was really let down. Yeah. That was such a fake, stupid, what was the, you know, I don't know, man. But I can respect that uh, she ended up, what, what did she do? She she abstained, I guess, in the end. I can't remember. It's been I a can't while. remember. Yeah, I think
2: she did. Yeah.
0: I can I can respect her efforts. You know, to me, I may not agree with, her, with a lot of her policies, but I felt it was really important to support people like Yang and Tulsi because they were trying yeah. to, to have some kind of unity. And so while I, I could say this if we had a politician who was i don't know probably out there on some policy ideas on the left but their whole you know campaign was like working with trump and trump supporters to bring america together america together i'd happily support that you know we we've got this insane division in this country and we can easily have conversations with anybody but mm-hmm. the left is just unwilling for the most part They'll have debates. They always love to say, "Like, I'll challenge you to a to a debate." And there, there are some people on the left that I absolutely respect. A lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of people on the left who are willing to have real conversations. They're not the old, like the super, super woke, fairly progressive. However, but there's too many on the left that, and and probably a lot of these like you know sleeper cell type people you've mentioned. It's impossible to get through to and have conversations with.
1: Yeah, well, they don't want to. So one of the things I started doing after the election was um, I started these things called civility dinners. And I started doing these in Austin, Texas, and we would get together people on the left and the right. So we had Trump voters, Clinton voters, third party voters, not whatever. Everyone came, different religions, atheists, and then we just have dinner and talk. And pe- when people ask me about them, they're like, well, how do you handle, you know, when people get really angry at each other? But the thing is, they self-select for, for people who are hungry to discuss things again with those who disagree with them. So we don't get ideologues. We don't get social justice warriors, which are ide- the ideologues on the left. And we don't get white nationalists or any ideologues from the right. We get people who want to talk with other people who disagree.
0: I don't and, even, you know, <clears throat> the, the left and the right thing in this country just makes no sense. You know, It's
1: not important anymore. Not well, it, right now. I don't think it is.
0: Well, I, I just mean in terms of, like, far left and far right. Oh, okay. I always struggle with this to try and describe... Because white nationalists aren't necessarily far right by, by like, not economically, at least. Mm. They're not laissez-faire capitalists. They're not anarcho-capitalists. are not libertarians. They're not going to be voting for Ron Paul, you know, to get on the gold standard.
1: Well, Hitler was a socialist in that economically, right?
0: So that's a really interesting debate, you know, that they like to I have. I know.
1: That's a debate. But he did, he did talk about...
0: He, so... I, get, I get, my understanding that I've pieced mm-hmm. together and I'm not going to pretend to be a historian or any of this okay. stuff, was that it was kind of like for his select group of people socialism, right you know and so it was like ethno socialism or something. He you know they, they, they like to say he's far right authoritarian. What I've tried to, what I've kind of pieced together is that there's two different lefts and rights as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. There's cultural and economic. And so on so this is the problem with the right there's actually not necessarily a real far right. And you can, you can actually go to the a- the Anti-Defamation League's website and see. They have multiple categories for what they constitute far-right. It makes no sense. Anti-government, far-right. You know, uh, white supremacist, far-right. You know, uh, sovereign citizen, far-right.
1: Super government, far-right. Yeah, exactly. exactly exactly.
0: <laughs> and, like, they, they, they label a guy far-left who was an ethno-supremacist, but he was a black identity extremist. So he had the same ideology as a white nationalist, but his skin color determined left-wing? That's not fair to the left. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so... What, what what I end up seeing is you, you, you have a left in this country. The far left are both economic and culturally far left in the mm-hmm. sense that they're ultra progressive, erase the traditions, tear down the founding fathers and also communism. Right. But then on, in terms of the far right, we don't have a very powerful and active mainstream anarcho-capitalist base. We don't have a very powerful and prominent libertarian you know base. Mm-hmm. The Libertarian Party is the third biggest party, so they're fairly large, but they're not nearly as powerful as the woke people are with all the major corporations no, on their not side. At all. And we have a very microscopic ultra traditionalist right mm-hmm. which, you know, may overlap with some white nationalists or many of them probably, but they're, you know, particularly irrelevant.
1: Here's what scares me though is you know this the, the, for, every, for every action There's an equal and opposite reaction, right? This whole, this law that exists. So I am afraid that the social justice left, which is the biggest threat, I think, currently to our culture, to not just to America, but to Western civilization. I think this ideology is cancerous. It's evil. And I think history shows us where it's going to lead. Um that ideology being so dominant i'm afraid is also going to create this reactionary boogeyman that they keep pretending exists because like you i think it's been pretty inconsequential nobody was showing up for kkk rallies a few years ago yeah nobody people rightfully pointed at those guys and laughed and now now this social justice left being embraced by the mainstream is pushing people there i don't think so you don't think so
0: i well no you, you are correct but in a different way okay they are they are this this group interesting robin De- D'Angelo says she's a racist she, she's she in her book yeah, she says she is she does and she is a white woman who is an avowed racist telling white people to have a racial awakening to make the world a better place and that is the opening the door to creating those those groups no and and then when it comes to the democratic party i'm like well that aligns with history you know. well
1: and look at what they're pushing now Tim they're so I, I don't know if you saw but the Smithsonian Museums they were pushing the stuff about whiteness oh, totally. culture and we're reading it off and it's all <laughs> and, and I learned this stuff in school but now it's mainstream guys and they're saying so things like being on time uh, you <laughs> know time working itself. hard time itself. Ta- the concept of time yeah. working hard <laughs> strength perseverance um, you know survival reason, skills logic. reason logic individual math. Uh, individualism math having a family that these things are all functions of whiteness how racist is that towards anyone who's not white
0: yes yes absolutely that, and- is, that is such <laughs> I, I I have had this argument over and over with these people y- these, these white SJWs that's why I'm saying they are the white supremacists yeah. I had a guy actually tell me that the concept of time was created by white Europeans and then spread around the world and I'm like buddy East Asian cultures. Were, were further advanced than European cultures, like, way earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, the invention of gunpowder, there's a bunch of other things, and I don't need to, you know, nitpick and stuff. But other cultures existed around the, around the, 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 the world that had similar agriculture. It wasn't invented by you, but they believe it. These yeah. people literally believe that white people made everything, and so that's why I think You know think, who else
2: believes that? White supremacists Yeah Well they are It's a one-to-one correlation but, at this point
0: But so you know call it teardrop theory Call it horseshoe theory You know some people are creating a new mm-hmm. circle thing I don't, I don't think any of these things necessarily encompass what's actually happening When you So that, that friend of mine that I told you was possessed Yeah She made a post where she said It's time for white people Like I'm, I'm paraphrasing It was like white people need to wake up To what it means to be white and recognize their privilege and start taking action <laughs> and I and I immediately was like when you need to call me and I said do you have any idea what you just said dude so I've, I've like I'm like you you're literally posting you know she said something to me like look I'm not talking to you or marginalized communities I'm not trying to disparage anybody I'm just telling white people they need to wake up and I was like yes white racial collectivism
3: yeah
0: we, we experienced that in this country a long time ago yeah and I, when I, when I, when I try explaining that California just voted to repeal and the assembly and the Senate repeal the civil rights, civil rights law,
3: yeah.
0: she didn't understand this. And I, and so I ended up explaining to her, like they, they've just in, in November, it's going to referendum and the Democrats are going to pass this and they're going to take that away. So now you quite literally have the question of who are the white supremacists and where's the boogeyman. It's them. They're getting rid of these laws. And they also like to say people are reactionary. They're reactionary. They're bringing us back in time. They're challenging free speech, bringing us back to an era when we didn't have it. They're challenging civil rights, bringing us back to the era where it didn't exist. Their ideology specifically says people should judge others based on race and identity. And sex
1: and identity. And see, the the ultimate ends of this belief system are the destruction of everything. I mean, it's, it's nihilistic. It's a destruction of individualism like you said free speech everything that built this country uh the destruction of equality but here's the weird thing there are the people who are in it who i think know what it is and they're just in it for power and this ideology is built around worshiping power it is it like i said this instead of being built around class it's about power when social justice warriors die they say, rest in power. They don't say, yeah. rest in peace. <laughs> it tells you what they value. And they're all saying a lot of that lately. Have you noticed, rest in power? Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's what they value. And there are those in it with bad intent and, and they know what it is. And I have little respect for those people, especially when they cloak themselves in the word of God and try to sell it at a Christian church. It disgusts me. Oh, man. But, uh, or when they're selling it in the schools, it disgusts me in the elementary schools. But they're also, I think, the vast majority of these people are in it with good intent i was in it with good intent for 20 years and they don't know that the ends are the destruction of every you know if you try to talk to most of them like we're saying lydia they don't have good historical context if you try to even say hey your your belief system is based in marxism they're like whoa tinfoil hat there Carrie. what's the they don't even know what marxism means they can't define it in their own words they don't even know
0: you just got to show them the Teen Vogue article. Oh, Have you seen that?
1: Which one? There's so many terrible ones. Which the, one? Are you the about? one
0: that said, like, Mark, that praises Marx. Oh, my God. I didn't they, see that one. T- Teen Vogue wrote an article praising oh. Karl Marx. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That people can walk around in this country wearing, you know, you could, you could, you could wave a Soviet flag and people would be like, eh. huh. Like, they killed <laughs> they tens or hundreds of millions. It's like the, just the worst destruction of life. Yeah. Nightmarish.
1: I'm sorry I'm, la- I'm laughing because you're right they don't know and they just wear images and, and symbology that they haven't given a lot of thought to and they repeat so a lot of people who push this they just repeat these these well, I call them the magic words of social justice they just repeat them to uh, many of them are created to stop conversation Absolutely. and they'll just throw these things out and be like oh yeah well that's your white fragility boom and then like walk <laughs> and like, okay, okay what is that
0: <laughs> so you know it's really fun when I literally use that against them and yeah. they break down. They don't know what to do. They're they, like, oh. <laughs> well, so, so it's really interesting, however. Most of them say F you mm-hmm. because they, they, don't, they don't play by the rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been in arguments with, with you know, some of these SAWs. They're typically white. And I'll say, they'll, they'll say something, you know, well, that's just white fragility. And I'll say, actually, I'm not white, so you need to check your privilege. They'll snap because they, they don't care about okay. the rules. They'll say, F you. You know what you're talking about. As soon as you try and challenge them and say, no, the rules are gone. Because it was only meant to hold you down.
1: The rules never apply to them. Right. Well, it's the same thing. Listen, look at this BS. So one of the things I wrote in the piece that really, this really pisses me off is the way that they're trying to conflate speech. With violence yeah so they have these signs that say silence equals violence your white silence is violence or like your words are violence and the reason they're doing that is they're trying to take us to a place in society where we think those things are the same so that they can then justify actual violence like the videos you took they can say oh that's in self-defense we beat that guy up with right. a brick over the head because his words were violence right and that's where they want to take us which is a very evil place
0: words are violence and silence is violence both what they're basically saying is say what we tell you to say or else
1: that's it and you know why that is because they say shut up and listen to black people shut up and listen to women shut up and listen to gay people and trans people but then they say oh well not that woman or that gay person or that black mm-hmm. person or not, not that- Blair White yeah
0: not Brandon Strzok yep. not Candace Owens yeah the list goes on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been in, I am I'm still in a lot of social justice groups on Facebook. So I like to see, you know, what, how they're updating their, um, their magic words and, and terms. <laughs> and, yeah. but they really say it like it's abracadabra, like white privilege, boom. Yeah. And it, it, but the funny, great thing about magic is if you don't believe in it, it doesn't work on you. And then they don't know what to do. You're like, I, yeah, I don't believe in that. I, uh, <laughs> but they, here's one quick thing. I've seen in these groups where they've indoctrinated a bunch of, and like you said it's mostly white people they're indoctrinating and a, a lot of them are well-intentioned white women and so they learn all the rules right and you'll see some of them in these groups who are saying okay um, and they'll post in good faith like here's a video of Candace they like I just discovered this black woman and she I don't understand what she's saying but I'm willing <laughs> to be quiet and listen that because that's what oh, they've right, learned right, to right. say right I'm willing to be quiet and listen and then immediately In comes one of the social justice high priestess or priests of that group, (laughs) and they're like, "Here's why the rules don't apply to that black person." Magic words, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they roll over. I
0: I experienced this firsthand during Occupy Wall Street, and my mom had a funny story. So um, it's it's you know most people have probably heard me tell the story where I was there was a white SJW and some you know various different you know minority group people uh, SJWs, and we were all arguing. The white guy called me white. And told me I need to listen. And when I explained to him that I was actually mixed, he went, oh, 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 <laughs> now, now I see what you're saying. you your point. But this is, this is why, for me, it's particularly, I don't necessarily want to say insidious, but, it, you know, <laughs> uh, problematic, to say the least. Yes. Is that, as I've often said, it's not just about Asian people, but particularly mixed Asian people. I called Schrodinger's people of color. Okay. But someone corrected me and said, no, it's Heisenberg's Uncertainty People of Color. <laughs> that the, the, the position of their marginalized you know, status is dependent upon the observer. You
1: know? <laughs> yes, totally true. that's hilarious. Thank yeah. you for that phrase. Which one? <laughs> well, well, this happened to a friend of mine on Facebook, and I, I saved the, the comment thread because I just wanted to have it forever. And it was where this white woman, this white SJW, was going in hard on him and calling him all these names. She didn't realize that he was black because his profile picture was not yes. very clear and then at one point he he kept asking her what do you mean by marginalized people and she's like i'm not here to do your emotional labor for you oh, and you know my, and it's not goodness. my job she was totally going off and then at some point he's she's like he says well i've looked it up and according to your definition i am a marginalized person and literally her next comment is like I'm so sorry. <laughs> w- I, what can I do to help you? Oh <laughs> my gosh. That's so
2: gross. Who,
0: who is that uh, radio host? Do you remember this?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this. She was like, you wouldn't understand from your position of privilege as a white male. And he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm black. I yeah. thought that your He's producer like, would what? have filled you in. Yeah, it's like,
0: I'm actually black. And yeah,
2: and I've been black right. my whole life.
0: <laughs> it's it's It was remarkable when I told my friend that repealing civil rights law was terrifying to my family and she didn't know anything about it and said I... what how does this help your family and i was like is that a joke like <laughs> are you kidding like it was there there are uh, several generations there, there are several generation- generations alive today that lived through not having civil rights they have no historical context like you were saying earlier yeah. so to them it's like why does it matter let's get rid of matter? it i don't understand it i don't need it yeah i don't need it so why I'm should i care privileged and then you know
1: there's also this real arrogance when I think in the belief system where this tendency to look back at history and judge things through the current lens, and for people to believe that they're so much smarter and they're more morally upright than everyone else who's ever walked the earth.
0: Susan B. Anthony.
1: Mm. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. I could not
0: believe it. Oh my God! Like, it's a great segue into Trump. Now. Yes. Tr- Trump did. A, it was a ma- a, ma- a major letdown. You guys maybe saw this. He announced last night he was going to pardon someone very important. I was so excited. I'm like texting my friends, like it's it's not going to be Snowden, it's not going to be Flynn. It's, is, is Julian Assange? Is he going to pardon? Is it WikiLeaks? My friends who are you know big fans of WikiLeaks, are like this is huge. I can't believe Trump would pull this off. And then he announces it's so posthumously pardoning Susan B. Anthony. By and, the
2: by, the time I was asking him about it, I was like, who do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be Assange? And well, he's like, like it's going to be someone that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh great. I was like,
0: I'm I, I I'm too familiar with politics. I was so excited. So, so anyway, the point is, Susan B. Anthony was epic. She, she was. famously mm-hmm. defied the law to vote and got arrested for it. And that's why we honor Susan B. Anthony with her face on a, on, on a silver dollar, on, mm-hmm. on American you know, dollar mm-hmm. coin. And Trump did some boring presidential, you know, typical nonsense. I am going to, you know, today marks the 100th anniversary of the 19th. So we're pardoning Susan B. Anthony. And that was it. And yet the media disparaged her. I I shouldn't say disparage. I said denigrate. Mm -hmm, Unfairly unfairly criticized, saying, well, she was racist and she was, you know, opposed to abortion. And therefore, and now all these leftists are coming out, actually dragging Susan B. Anthony. And I I, I lost. I started laughing when I saw these stories. (laughs) At first, I was mad. And then I was laughing At
1: first you were mad Because it wasn't someone worthwhile Like someone that's alive That could enjoy the pardon now And do good work You know Rest in power Susan B. Anthony <laughs> <laughs> But Then he started laughing See this is the thing about him Is I don't get this They, they simultaneously call him a troll But then they always take the bait um, So do they not know what
0: troll means?
1: <laughs> I guess not
0: The media Loves it yeah. I think they want Trump to win Passively Because they're worried about their ratings if he loses.
1: That's one of my theories as well. As soon as they picked Joe Biden, I was thinking there's no way they can put him in the debates. They just can't. Not in the state he's in. And and I say that with sympathy for him because watching him, it it makes me feel sad that, that they're that he's running and that no one has told him. Oh, man. Maybe take some time, but but anyway, I, I was thinking, wow, maybe they don't want to win because they're picking him. Why would they do that unless they want to wait and get and build up? Because it's good for them to have this anti-Trump anger and this this fake. Resistance and the, they're not resisting anything. But the know, status they're, quo. They're the wait, you resist? You are the establishment. Yeah, exactly. You're you're
0: you're the cookie companies and and the soda yeah. companies and the major broadcasters. You're not. You, you are yeah. the, <laughs>
1: the resistance brought to you by McDonald's. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, right, you know, right, right. Right. Seriously. Literally. If if there is some kind of weird conspiracy where the Democrats are purposefully trying to lose and they're helping Trump and they're all in on it, I just hope it involves aliens. You know, right. it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's going to turn to be something dumb, like some guy was like, "Hey, we make good money." off trump let's just you know throw in the towel and get get paid or the democrats realize they can't win so they set up some dummy candidates doomed to fail it's just boring politics but it'd be really great if it was actually some secret conspiracy you know <laughs> we all got to wear our masks and clean our hands so that when the aliens come we don't get them sick oh, and yeah that would this, be fun there's no, gonna be a not. good
1: build up for something hey so aliens apparently is not on the list of things that youtube doesn't want us to talk about that's right <laughs> no, they <love> it. <laughs> okay. we're yeah. allowed to talk about aliens yeah. all day. and we should okay good so
0: one thing that was really shocking me today, shocking to me today, was Trump bought the most expensive ad space on the internet, the YouTube banner, and it it it, it arguably is or isn't, but for the most part, most people say it is the most expensive ad buy you could possibly make. Trump did a seven-figure ad buy. Wow! And the New York Times reported he was able to do this during the DNC because the Democrats didn't buy the ads, and what? Why
1: couple that with the embarrassing videos you talked about at the beginning and again, I don't know if they are really running
0: I don't think they are.
1: Can I uh, can I throw
2: something in here? Yeah, because I pulled up the DNC live stream PBS, you know with 2 million viewers. You want to know how many viewers they have right now? They have 8,142 viewers. Well, I know well. it's just the one I know, yeah, but I, it's, it's ridiculous. The
0: actual DNC YouTube right now has 56,000 people watching.
2: Okay, that's good. That's so, great. I'm proud of them. It's
0: Good for them. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. We've got 46. Yeah, I mean. Oh, <laughs> wow. Where's <just> a couple <laughs> just people chatting. hanging yeah. out complaining about the Democrats? <laughs> yeah. So, it's way more fun. We're competing with the DNC. We're competing with all the other people making fun of the DNC. We're laughing a lot they're, more. I, in my opinion, there are way more people who have walked away, left the left, and are mocking the Democrats for their unhinged, unprincipled, sporadic positions. I mean, like, I don't even know. I don't know what they're doing.
1: I just want some authentic people to. I, I don't know what's going to happen if Trump wins. I, I kind of think. So after 2016, they didn't learn the lesson. Like, I I started trying to figure out why he won because I wanted to make sure he didn't win again. So I figured I, I should learn and understand why he won. And,
0: and it red pilled you. It totally, I guess, <laughs>
1: red-pilled me. But it, it also, I, I lost a lot of friends who basically said, you know, it, it was racism and sexism, period. Oh, man. And just the fact that you're sharing these kinds of articles and sources and things that you're looking into, it proves that, you know, basically your your privilege allows you to blah, 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 blah. Um, but they didn't learn the lesson. And so they doubled down on social justice Ideology, And like you said, maybe some of it's just they're, they're pandering to whatever they think will help them win. And, and maybe yep. they think it's the wokeism will help them win. But I, what happens next? Do they learn if they lose again?
0: The, the, you know, there's, there's a Gallup poll showing that up to tw- 2018, the progressives have, have basically dominated the party, like about 46%. In the past two years, I'd, I'd imagine it's even grown further than that. There is a downward trend within the Democratic Party of moderates and conservatives, and an upward trend of liberal. So I think what they mean by liberal is more they probably yeah they've taken over, and so you end up with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris desperately trying to pander to this younger, more progressive, and further left on multiple issues, but they still need the independence. Mm-hmm. In the internet, in my opinion, the social media censorship and bias has resulted in an unhinged you know, a chaotic, destructive group of people that don't understand what the world is. I think that they're suffering from some kind of al- uh, algorithmic derangement disorder. So what happens is, I- I've talked about it quite a bit. These media companies figured out how to maximize their reach by mashing keywords together. On Facebook, if you interact with a certain kind of content, Facebook feeds you more of it. They want you to stay on the site. So websites like BuzzFeed and Post quickly started realizing what content worked. They put up a video about police brutality, gets a million views. They put up a video about sexism, gets a million views. Racism, another million. What do you do? You combine the three. A black woman was beaten by police, racist, sexist, police brutality. And now they Mm -hmm. get three million views. So what ends up happening is you have all these mishmashed ideas that make no sense jammed together, constantly being fed through social media. The people who get rewarded on Twitter are the angriest, meanest people who put out the nastiest hot takes. So it's nothing but vitriol and hate. Mm -hmm. And they build a worldview based on unhinged paranoid delusions. You take a look at the post office conspiracy theory going around right now. This is algorithmic derangement disorder, you know, in play. People are being fed all of these confirmation bias, nonsensical conspiracies. And Twitter allows it. But they'll ban QAnon people. You know, you, you can't say learn to code on Twitter, you'll get banned. But you can absolutely post a picture from 2011 of a mailbox in a dumpster and claim it's from today and, you know, Donald Trump personally did it and it goes viral. It's amazing. They believe all of this stuff and their world is just garbled in nonsense. Like my friend I was telling you about, I see her post. She's like, Trump has deployed unmarked secret police across this country. It never happened. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, I I remember, you know man 15 years ago or something stumbling upon alex jones for the first time and hearing him talking about fema camps and all this other stuff and now alex jones is talking about donald trump and for sure when he went on rogan he talked about weird crazy stuff but i'm 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 saying they ban him the left right now secret police snatching people up never happened you know trump deploying them across the country stealing mailboxes a grand conspiracy none of it's happening and all of this is unchecked.
1: RussiaGate. Oh, RussiaGate
0: yeah. for sure. It's the biggest. Yep. And now it's turning into an inverted scandal of Obamagate. My fa- one of my favorite stories recently: Rachel Maddow was so obsessed with Russia that she once claimed Russia might turn the electricity off in Fargo in the middle of winter. When the Durham investigation actually gets an indictment, someone's actually about to plead guilty to altering a, a document to essentially frame people in the Trump administration, mm-hmm. she didn't talk about it at all. No. She suddenly doesn't care because she is the most prominent conspiracy theorist right now in the country, yeah. hands down. So what does she do? She, she reads excerpts from Michael Cohen's book, you know, hot takes, salacious nonsense about the president.
1: She's just giving the people who are already plugged into her and they're, she's giving them what they want, more of what they want. It's like going to your, you know, people are going to get their fix and she's giving them the drugs they came for. And that's it. Absolutely. I'm not going to give you something different. It might shock your system.
0: You know, to be fair, um, I think my content's fairly one-sided, obviously. Mm -hmm. So you you could criticize me in very similar ways. I rag on the Democrats all the time.
1: You could do that to me too, yeah. I mean, I'm mostly, our podcast is called Unsafe Space. We mostly, for the most part, critique my old belief system.
0: What I think is a little different though is that the network, you know, you're on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to, you want to just shout out your channel while we're here.
1: It's Unsafe Space on YouTube for as long as we last here. Yeah. We're also on the other places. But
0: so 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 think about the <laughs> network we're on. You know, yeah. setting the algorithmic problems aside, YouTube isn't nearly as bad as Facebook or Twitter. You go on YouTube and I see people in the comments talking about Jimmy Dore. You know, Jimmy Dore is uh,
1: I like Jimmy Dore. Yeah,
0: exactly, but isn't I don't want to you know point the finger at him but he's a socialist isn't he is he he's
1: He's a progressive for sure and i don't know if he calls himself socialist or not but yeah you i think that's pretty close to what he believes on economic issues but jimmy Dore, here's what i like about jimmy Dore: he's a real progressive right he's not a social justice warrior
0: definitely just
1: like i'm i'm dude i mean i don't care you're gonna call me right winger or some of you anyway i don't care but i'm a liberal I'm yep. not a social justice word. These words mean something. Liberal means something. Liberal Progressive is, means something.
0: Liberal's right wing now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. So, but anyway, and, and the point was, yeah. when you're on YouTube, if you follow Jimmy and you follow me and you, file, uh, you follow Crowder and, you know, uh, say, you know, who's another good example, Kyle Kalinske, hmm. you're getting a mixed bag. Yeah. You know, and I think there's one really interesting thing about the YouTubers, is we all kind of agree whether you're left or right, Russiagate was complete BS. Yeah. Except Jimmy Dore absolutely believed right, that. For sure. You can turn on MSNBC, and if that's all you watch, you're sitting in front of the idiot box just eating up, you know, refuse from the bottom of the barrel. You go on YouTube, and the interesting thing about YouTube that all of these hit pieces missed, they tried claiming there's a rabbit hole and stuff, is that if I make a video about immigration and you watch it, and Kyle Kalinske or uh, the Young Turks or Jimmy Dore make a video about immigration, YouTube feeds you content based on the subject matter, not the opinion on the subject matter. Mm. So you click, hey, i mentioned interested in immigration. Boom. You might actually end up seeing a progressive's take on immigration, criticizing Trump. You turn on MSNBC, they ignore anything. So you have no opportunity to actually get, you know, mm. counter counterpoints. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is what we're seeing the media across the board has pointed to the left and just darted so far. The only thing we're getting is hysteria. Across the board, they're bringing back Russiagate again. I kid you not. Yeah, it's coming back, baby. They're bringing Russiagate back. They're screaming about the post office. This is not true. Secret police, none of it's true. It's just all unhinged. But if you're on YouTube, you get a mix of progressives, moderates, conservatives. Some of them are, you know, pushing fake news for sure because we're not perfect people. You know, we get things wrong. But it's the opinions are across the spectrum
1: but they're not pushing fake news under with the veneer of uh, of expertise that the legacy media has the the legacy media pushes fake news and they push conspiracy theory but they still have this veneer of of you know authority right and as if you're listening to something that's unbiased and it disgusts me and one of the things that bothers me online is people we're living in a, a day where um a lot of people like to engage in genetic fallacy, you know, so if you share a link to an opinion piece or a news piece or something you like, and they're if they're on the right, they'll say, oh, it's, it's Vox, I'm not going to hmm. read that. And if yes. they're on the left, they'll say, you know, oh, it's, it's Breitbart, I'm not going to read that. Fox but but <laughs> just read it. I think if you're an adult, you should be able to read anything and discern opinion from the facts of the piece and go find other sources and see what you think about it. It's not going to hurt you if you're an adult to read it. But we're we're living in that place. And one of the differences I see, though, when people play that game is that the places on the left, they don't say what their bias is. So if you go to the about page of Breitbart or even like Daily Wire, they tell you on the about page conservative leaning. They'll tell you. But if you go to the about page of BuzzFeed, it doesn't say social justice leaning or leftist leaning. They just pretend Like, yep. they're non-biased, and that disgusts me.
0: And, and there's, a, there's a service I use called NewsGuard. Actually, oh, yeah. you, you can see it. It's this little green check mark that appears in all these articles. Oh, yeah. You can see the New York Times has a 100 credibility rating mm. from NewsGuard. Mm-hmm. NewsGuard will give the Daily Wire a negative score. They get a red exclamation point because, the, you know, they don't separate opinion from fact, and they have, you know, they've published incorrect information before. It's an opinion website. It's, yeah. it's a conservative opinion news aggregator. But Media Matters, which is literally a nonprofit designed to smear the right and publishes conspiracy, fake news, nonsense nonstop, it's a green checkmark. You're kidding. So I use this I use this service specifically for that reason. You know, try and come at me and claim my sources are bad when NewsGuard itself is ridiculously biased. Like, yeah. Ridiculously. You know, uh, Breitbart had a green checkmark for a while, meaning they're certified, they're pretty good, you mm-hmm. know, they're credible. They did that video of the doctors giving a press conference. Yeah. And now they're in review. Oh, wow. And I'm like, they're just a news organization that interviewed someone. So when Anderson, not even, they didn't even do an interview, they filmed a press conference. Yeah. When Anderson Cooper has on the My Pillow guy, and the My Pillow guy is talking about hydroxychloroquine in a positive light, why don't they get put under review?
1: Under review, yeah. Because it's
0: biased against the right specifically. Yeah. Any, you, you don't got to be left or right or moderate, it doesn't matter what you are. You can see it if you're being reasonable and, and trying to be fair to the facts. <laughs> that the whole system is rigged against people who are on the right.
1: But that requires being, again, to get back to, I guess, philosophy or, or something, it, it requires people being vulnerable. And some people, you know, you have to... I'm trying to think of – there's this guy, George Lakoff. He wrote this book, Don't Think of an Elephant. Have you heard of
0: this? Oh, no, but you made me think of an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) It's great.
1: So it's a very quick read. I read this after Bush one because Lakoff, he's a a linguist, and he was trying to explain to people on the left why people on the right um, so often disregard facts if it doesn't fit their narrative it's a very good book what he missed was that this happens on the left too it took me a while to see that yeah but but what he was trying to say was that if if you sort of think of your ideology or your narrative the way you look at the world as a house right and then if you give somebody a fact that doesn't fit their house you're not just asking them to like rebuild their window or their door frame or something sometimes it would require them to raise their entire house of belief to the ground It's very hard for people to do. It's much easier to disregard that fact and say, "Oh, you got it from Breitbart." Goodbye, like, (laughs) and not look at it. Absolutely, it's hard. It's you're asking people to, I don't, yeah, to be very, very emotionally vulnerable and to be contend with losing friends and family and their whole and their sense of identity, who they are. So many people wrap their identity up in politics.
0: So you're voting for Trump. I am. Is there anything particular that stands out to you? as, like, why you need to support him.
1: Okay. I didn't used to believe that you should... Your vote should be primarily a vote against anyone. But that has changed for me recently. (laughs) Um, The number one reason I'm voting for him is he's the only candidate I see right now who's not speaking woke. Even Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian candidate. Oh, man. I wanted to vote for her. She's speaking woke.
0: Can you... I... It sounds like you're parroting my opinions. He back said to my, the other you know thing know I mean? last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hate that. You know, I never want to vote against anybody. I don't believe in that. I believe in standing up. But I, I felt at first for a while, I felt really forced. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, am I really going to walk in there and, and vote for Trump? I have no choice. Like I see what they're doing mm-hmm. and this ideology is doing and Trump is resisting it. Now the with the Afghanistan thing, I got I to be honest, that was big for me. I'm like, I'll take it. You know what I mean? But Joe Jorgensen. Libertarian Party, the premise of which is, don't tread on me, Quite literally said, we must be actively Hmm. anti-racist. And I said, no, 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 we mustn't do anything libertarian. Mm -mm. You know, I'm not trying to be mean, I think she didn't realize what she was doing or saying, but She's
1: just repeating it.
0: Exactly. And that's even worse, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, because then you're doing it mindlessly. You're, yep. And you're, you're taking a knee to the ideology and just basically saying, I, am, I will be beholden to this belief system without even realizing what it is. Like inviting a vampire into your house. Mm-hmm.
0: And when you look up the definition of the ideology of anti-racism, like you said, it's... It's racism. It's racism. It's like <laughs> yep. being constantly cognitive to racial identity and, and racial structures. And I'm like judging, you know, and they, and it says judging people based on this. And I said, no, I, I will not not be having any of this. I've, re- I've received tons of messages from people who said they don't like Trump and they were going to vote libertarian until she tweeted that.
1: Until she did that.
0: And now they realized this infection, this cult, whatever, is so widespread. It is. Even the libertarians are embracing it. And it feels like... Hopefully there's a silent majority that this is, it's all washing over the silent majority. And eventually they'll all rise up and say enough and vote for Trump because he's the one who's saying no to this. Yeah, I'll that's say hopefully
1: so I can say some things I like about him. It's not I, I just want to be honest that mostly I'm voting against social justice ideology. And that's not a one issue vote, by the way, because your ideology influences every single policy decision you're going to make. Um, but there are some things he's done that I like. I like the, the right to try.
0: Absolutely. Bill that we talked yep. about.
1: I like prison reform. I like he made the AIDS drugs free. I like that. He, I mean, he's done things that people on the left should be able to say, you know what? I like that thing, even though I don't like him and they're not able to do that. Why is that?
0: Ideology, tribalism, yeah. cultism. Didn't, didn't he just reduce the price of EpiPens and insulin with, mm-hmm. well, it, it was an executive order. So I don't... What a racist. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's it's a deceptive media, and it scares me when they try and compare him to Hitler mm-hmm. because he says fake news. And I worked in the news industry, and they told me to lie. Wow. They, well, they, I'll, to, to clarify, okay. side with the audience. Yeah. Side with the audience. What does that mean? And I asked, does that mean if there's a factual news story that would offend the audience, we don't report it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's fair.
2: Wow. Omission. Yep. yep.
0: So if there's a, a uh, think about that in practice. Mm-hmm. There's a fight. Proud Boys Antifa. If I say that Antifa hit the Proud Boy and started the fight, that would offend the audience. We don't report it.
1: Hmm. Wow.
0: So then what, what do we report? A fight broke out. Antifa got beat up. So it frames it by omitting that information. That's what they told me to do. I think, you know. Didn't you quit? Well, the, or kind I of? I tried okay. and I, I was under contract and so they ended up giving me a bonus cuz I think what they were trying to do is like fall in line buddy and the mo- fall, mm-hmm. fall in line buddy the money is good. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Dude, I can make money. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not that's, that's not my mission. You know, my mm-hmm. mission is better understanding of the world, helping people understand the world to the best of my abilities. I would be happy sitting down by the lake fishing all day and night. I'm not worried about your your golden, you know, handcuffs." Mm-hmm. So when the contract was up, I was gone. I said, no, thank you. They tried, though. I'm not playing ball. And some of the people who worked there would call me a white supremacist behind my back. And that was the craziest thing to have white progressives telling me this. And I never even said anything to them. It was just, I wouldn't fall in line. So they've they've absolutely altered the definition of white supremacist while they quite literally are.
1: Are. I saw them call Charles Barkley a white supremacist. They'll call anybody a white supremacist who doesn't believe... The, again, people have to get over their fear of, of name. Who cares what they call you? You know what you are.
0: Yep. Like, Well, they're worried about getting fired. Yeah. Cancel culture.
1: I, I want to say one thing. I don't know how long this lasts, so I want to make sure I say this. If you are afraid now of speaking, and I get it, I do, all those fears are legitimate. Your job, people are afraid of losing their job. People are afraid of their family's safety. They're afraid of losing friends, like their social standing. I get it. But just imagine where we'll be in 10 to 15 years if you don't speak now if people don't start speaking now and you don't have to get a podcast or go you know wear a maga hat or you know pick your battles you can just start by having a don't be afraid in a conversation with friends or family to push back a little bit
0: yeah i you 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 be polite yeah make sure make sure you're not getting overly angry and yep I'm, i'm 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 personally not interested in emotional victories you know what I really don't like is there are some people who will try and feign a good conversation. You're talking to your family member. They start getting angry and they'll be like, you don't need to get angry at me. I'm, no, none of that. You say, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to make you mad. No, mm-hmm. seriously. Like, you, you want to chill and we'll just come yeah. back five minutes from now. I'm not, you know, please don't get mad. I'm sorry. I got you angry. Let's. I just want to talk to you. Yeah. Try and actually have these conversations with people. It's not easy. You
1: have to be, it's not easy. It's like going to the gym and you have to do it, practice a lot. Yeah. You can't just go to the gym once and... Some days you're gonna not go to the gym and you're gonna suck at it and you're not gonna be nice. Yeah, you can't <laughs> but, win them all. You but know? then the next day you try again. And I I really try and remember that is like okay I used to believe this stuff for 20 years. So whenever I get a little where I'm kind of angry at these people or whatever in a conversation and try and remember what would I've said to my younger self. You have to be that soft landing place for when people wake up.
0: What would you say to your younger self or to an SJW? To, like, kind of open the door and have, you know, kind of a, a wake-up moment for them.
1: Here's a question I haven't heard anyone answer yet. I, I told Lydia this today. Okay. So one of the things they try to do is they they are really concerned with redefining words. Because, as we've talked about, um, they def- redefine anti-racism everything everything. yeah so they have to redefine words because controlling thought is how they control people so how do you get for example how do you get people who are against racism or sexism to treat people differently on the basis of race and sex well you tell them well these there are these new definitions for racism and sexism now and these new definitions say that racism and sexism equal prejudice plus power and that means that it's impossible to be racist towards white people it's impossible to be sexist towards men so they push this and they're teaching kids this right so here's my question, <clears throat> and this is in good faith. Let's say I accept your definition and, okay, we're going to start teaching that racism is prejudice plus power and it's impossible to be racist towards white men. At what measurable end goal will it suddenly become possible to be racist towards white men again? How can we tell? And then practically how do you roll put the genie back in the bottle? How do you roll this back now that you've – taught generations of children that racism is impossible against a specific race and the same thing for sexism how do you measure when have we reached the equality point for you where we wake up one day and we're like oh wow now it's possible to be sexist towards men okay now we've got to go teach the kids something else how do you do that they can never answer that for me well
0: you see what you know you know in colleges men are the marginalized community Mm -hmm. because colleges are predominantly female now there are more yeah. women in college than men True. or there are more there are more women graduating and so we've actually seen a wave of lawsuits over the past couple of years where they're still doing like women in STEM and things like this mm-hmm. well we there's still a disproportionate amount of men relative to women but there are there are programs like women learn x and women do x and there have been lawsuits saying if women are the majority in these schools then how do you justify a program that benefits women it's benefiting the majority and they've been winning yeah actually dissolving you oh, know, these good. women's yeah. groups I think ultimately where this ends is no civil rights for anybody because you you think about the logical conclusion of anyone being in any identity they want. You know, people who are, you. Know, there, I think it was Brown University says, if you're a person of color, you just identify as it and then you get the privileges afforded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the end result? Um, men and women competing on the same teams as they desire, uh, which ultimately would result in biological males just dominating every bracket. No gendered sports. Yeah, no gendered sports. And, uh, you know, no programs to benefit anybody. They lump every, you know, Asian into one group. And ultimately, it just results in no civil rights for anybody. But not in the not in the sense that it's like a meritocracy anymore. Right. In the sense where it's like everybody is equally being hurt.
1: I think so, too. Yeah. Well, look at some of the results of, of what's happened with things going too far. Because you have companies now where men are saying they don't want to take meetings alone with women. Oh, totally. And that makes... Absolute sense, yep, because now what culturally we've arrived at a point where uh, I believe all women just nonsense mm-hmm. and and so why would you take that risk, and so women are hurting because we've taken things so far, and I know some people are like, like they're even hesitating to hire women now because what happens if you fire them, and what could the woman say, and now we believe all women
0: What would happen if a male coworker walked in and I went? Damn, Jack, if you've been working out, you're looking great. That's a new suit. Stunning. I'm impressed. Now imagine a woman walking in and me saying the exact same thing. Ooh, Janet. Wow, you've been working out. You look great. <laughs> Timmy's a stunning dress. <laughs> wow, I'm impressed.
2: So creepy. It doesn't
0: work. You could walk up to a guy and pat him on the shoulder and grab his elbow and be like, good job. You do that to a woman. Here, you're in trouble. Yeah. So, so it's that right there where you realize men and women have different expectations I can, I you know, guys can give each, maybe it's inappropriate, guys shouldn't be even touching at all, fine. I think, you know, the reason why I say I think it ends up with everyone being equally hurt, no rights for anybody, mm-hmm. is that to truly get equality, you must find the lowest common denominator. So that means the lowest, you know, marginalized person, everyone must be hindered to that degree.
1: Yes. They well, want it's, it's,
0: it's, uh, I'm sorry. It's, it, what's that what's that short story? Harrison Bergeron. Boom. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh.
2: This woman
1: is me. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> that story is you're right. It's short. It's it's not uh it's Kurt Vonnegut. It's mm-hmm. anybody can read it in one sitting and wow. You're right, Lydia. That's exactly what we're living through. Exactly. Hey, they put So the, the people who are good-looking have to wear bags over their heads so that everyone is equally unattractive. The people who are smart <laughs> have to have a noise maker in their maker ear, in their right. ear yeah. to disrupt their thoughts. The, the most talented dancers have weights on their arms. Mm-hmm. And this is a social justice utopia, guys. Yep. We're all equally awful at everything. That's
0: an amazing story because yeah. after one of the shows, someone sent it to me. And it's like it ends with this super ripped, chiseled seven foot dude just like ripping everything off and dancing with a beautiful woman or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, perfect. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but it's not going to be that magical, I guess. The you know when it comes crashing down, I fear that true liberalism, classical liberalism, the idea of the extent of the governed, individual rights, and you know and responsibilities, was hard earned. You know, Mm -hmm. we fought very, very hard for this over a long period of time. And, And even when this country was founded, we didn't have it perfect. And it's taken a lot of, you know, conversations over hundreds of years to get to where we are now, where people are more likely to have their rights granted and protected. Yeah. So they want to turn the clock back. They want to go back in time. They want to erase all that stuff. It is not liberalism. And so what I fear is going to happen, we've grown complacent not us obviously we are sitting here saying like yeah
1: as a culture we've grown complacent
0: it's that that's saying you know uh, hard times make strong men Mm -hmm. strong men make good times good times make weak men weak men make hard times so maybe we're in for a hard times you know coming forward I mean we're in hard times look we got the pandemic we got the economic crisis and whatever can't even travel outside of the country for the most part so we're in hard times now I think we
1: are maybe going to enter some version of the dark ages but with like really scary technology (laughs) and then after that though i do think there's a place for enlightenment again i think there will be a a reaction i think that that reaction's already starting you're starting to see people speaking up against it and you're starting to see liberals finally getting the courage to stand up and say this is not liberalism
0: i think if the silent majority does exist. And, we, and, and I think we, we believe it does because we've gone over a bunch of the data. There was mm-hmm. a Cato Institute poll. 62% of people are scared to, to speak certain opinions. Yeah. The only faction is the far left where they're, the majority feels comfortable speaking their opinions. Mm-hmm. That says to me that I, I believe the silent majority is real. I think the Democrats know they're going to lose. We'll see. You know, I'm, I'm not a psychic. It's just what I'm looking at now. Sure, Biden's up in the polls. But now Trump has closed in battleground states to, to a point, to one point which is well within the margin of error. Trump very well may actually get a solid victory. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a major landslide, however. If that happens, I think we're in for really good times. You think so? Well, there's the possibility of war with China, you know, to be completely fair. (laughs) But you look at the economy under Trump for three years, and the only bad times we had was the media wouldn't shut up. And there was some rioting and stuff. But the economy was was incredible. The best numbers of our lives, says Jim Cramer. I talked to locals around my area, and they said they've never made more money in their lives. It's the best year ever. Yeah. And they were celebrating that COVID hit. So I think if Trump wins, the economy is going to reignite. Trump's going to do what he did over the past several years. The jobs are going to come back. The economy is going to erupt. People are going to be happy, and it's going to be.
1: Gosh, Tim, I hope you're right. I really do. I'm a little worried about how long the media is going to play this corona thing out. In the same way that you said they're bringing Russiagate back, I'm not saying the virus The virus is real, obviously, but I think the media right. ma- manipulation and the um, media-induced hysteria over it, yep. how long are they going to use that as a weapon?
0: There, there, have, there have been several threads popping up and stories suggesting we may have already hit herd immunity a long time ago. Hmm. But because of the way the narrative works, mm-hmm. you're only allowed to say the end is nigh. Yeah. So it actually you know might be doing we we might be doing a lot better like we've seen an increase in cases but a decrease in hospitalizations and now the cases are going back down again which suggests you know at least some of the threads i've seen from various journalists hurt immunity i think if trump wins he's untethered you know he has to worry he's done as much as he could now he's got a re-election to worry about so he can do more and there were some problems early on with his administration i was not a fan of he brought on john bolton and (laughs) i you know barfed in my mouth a little bit yeah uh and now he's doing a lot better he is and considering the existential threat I see from overt far-left white supremacy groups, racial collectivists, I'm like, I'll take the, the the good economy and the jobs and the ending the war. These things are, are great. Mm-hmm. You know, could we get a more professional ideal of a president? Probably, but if it's Trump, I, I'm I've, I've decided we we need someone not woke to win. Yes. And if Trump wins, then he's going to be able to do whatever he wants not worrying about re-election. And that's his true you know, time to shine. The, the, the media lies about him being a fascist have been completely disproven. He did not deploy the feds to various cities. And I'm, I'm talking about the law enforcement, not the investigators. And if he did, uh, maybe the riots wouldn't wow, have... Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that was a media lie. Trump deployed FBI, ATF, and DEA. They, they're helping doing desk work. But we saw that mass looting in Chicago. That would have been stopped if Trump did deploy federal law mm-hmm. enforcement. But he's not doing it. Because he's not, you know, it it really bothers me when they say Trump should have done better on COVID. And I'm like, under the 10th Amendment, the states are responsible and he's not going to intervene.
1: Well, speaking of calling him Hitler, like you said earlier, these are the people who had convinced me he was a demagogue and an authoritarian. I cried the night he was elected. I really believed all that stuff and then uh, to watch them now saying like during covid why aren't you acting more like an authoritarian please be an authoritarian <laughs> mm-hmm. i know and again i think part of this is that what you the the idea you were hitting upon about this sort of projection about these people with white supremacist beliefs preaching social justice ideology because it, it is another form of white supremacy. It's, it's weird. It's a Trojan horse. It, it's a Trojan it. horse but it's its so—it's also similar. I remember when he was being inaugurated I saw that Antifa and some other people were, they planned this whole disrupt the inauguration thing, J-20 or something they yeah. called it. Okay, so I went to their website at the time and I was looking at it and one of the things they said, one of their goals was that they said they wanted to cause so much chaos and, and disruption that that he had to show himself to be the authoritarian that he <laughs> wow. really was and be sworn in behind closed doors like the dirty little authoritarian he is. It's That's like, wait a minute. Amazing. So you're forcing him to be sworn in behind closed doors? <laughs> Doesn't that mean you're on the side of dark, you know, authoritarianism? They don't get it. They're pushing the very thing they claim to be against.
0: You know you know what I really can't stand is that they do the memes on the political mm-hmm. compass and they yeah. always put Antifa in the bottom left, left libertarian. Yeah. No. no, 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 no. No, Antifa is not, you know, left libertarian are hippies. I always say it, sitting on a farm, sharing the watermelon they just grew. It's, yeah. it's hippies smoking pot being like, you want some of my watermelon, bro? Yeah, for sure. You know, hey, I put up a hammock. You can use it if you want. Thanks. <laughs> it doesn't work at large scale. It works for a bunch of hippies sitting on a farm. Antifa are authoritarians. They believe in using violence against other yes. people. To get what they want, they're they're enforcing their ideological authority over you with threats of fear and violence. Yeah, Trump is not doing that, and they desperately want him to. They want him to be that. Now they're complaining he's not. You why didn't he? You know, I was talking to a friend of mine from you know back in Chicago. He's like, why didn't why didn't Trump fix COVID? And I said, well, it's Tenth it's Amendment. I mean, Trump can handle the federal government, and he's done that. He's banned travel. Mm-hmm. He's you know uh, put out guidance programs, but the states are responsible for what they do. That's why you've got. Sunbelt states that have done great, South Dakota done great, Democratic mm. states have failed, and they're like, no, it's Trump's responsibility. He's the one. I'm like, mm. You want him to overrule all the governors and just take over? Yeah. You know, I mean,
3: yeah.
0: it's the same old story, right? Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's read some of the Super Chats, and, okay. and maybe we'll see if we've got some uh, uh, some questions for you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So Thanks. if you haven't already, smash the like button if you would like to help support the channel. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parler, at TimCast. And you can also check out my main channel over at youtube.com slash TimCast where I put up just a regular old straight news video every day at 4 p.m. I, I got a bunch of channels. But uh, Carrie, do you want to mention your social media before we read the Chats? Um,
1: yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at, it's a weird name, it's KSE, mamma Jamma and uh, Unsafe Space on Twitter, and our, and that's also the name of our podcast on YouTube, Unsafe Space.
0: Cool. Well, let's read some of the uh, Super Chats since I'm sure some of them are going to be funny. Amerido says, keep up the good work, Tim and crew. Appreciate it. Matthew Perkins says, have some funds to keep the left triggered. I will. Sweet. Matthew Perkins says, pretty lady in the thumb. Okay, I'll watch. That was, that, that, was, <laughs> that, that, that was a secret. I was like, we're going to do a thumbnail for this just I because, you, you know, I didn't have a, a, like, it looked weird. There was no thumbnail. And so we just had Carrie. We
1: did a funny, one of the emojis of the person going, eh. When I was like, you're voting for Trump. How do you
0: feel? And you were like, I don't know. And I'm like, Roll boom, that's movie. it. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a big super chat here from Epic Monkey. He says, So I can only do donations like this once every two weeks. Anyway, I've been considering this far left, far right thing for a while now. I think I found a way to describe it uh, two months ago. It's not left or right wings. It's a circle. I'd love to be a guest. Eventually have dialogue. Thanks. We we did briefly mention this, that some people have drawn a circle.
1: Yeah. And that
0: when you go too far, it just loops back around. Loops
1: back around, yeah. I, I
0: don't think that's really it. I think you could create a political compass with with, an, with a third dimension, mm-hmm. which would be... You know, uh, ideology, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe that's not the right way to describe it. But the left embracing an ideology has relatively little to do with economic policy in a, mm-hmm. to, a, to, a, to a degree. Mm-hmm. It, there's an overlap between them. Yeah. Like the the left tends to have economic and cultural policy together. But, you know, I, I saw an interesting uh, speech. I think it was Majid Nawaz. Are you familiar?
1: Yes, I am. I like. So him.
0: he coined the phrase regressive left. Mm hmm. And he often says, whether it's left, right, or from the heavens above, or something to that effect, referring to fundamentalist religions and ideology, mm. I think what we're looking at with the left is that they've adopted a religion, and so now there's a fundamentalist religion inside what is leftist, you know, Absolutely. it's fused together, you know.
1: Absolutely, it is fundamentalist they 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 encourage you to cut off contact with family members and friends if they don't convert
2: isn't that literally like a cult that behavior? is like a cult yeah they
1: yeah. don't have any tolerance for
2: disagreement there is no forgiveness either yeah
0: we've got a super chat here from Vato Tepporacho he says I walked away did it in 2015 Ooh. cannot stand censorship and gun grabbers grew up in LA now in rural South Carolina loving it
1: hey that's uh, where I'm from there oh, cool. you go <laughs>
0: he says I'm also Hispanic and an immigrant It's 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 interesting too I wonder if let, let, let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna totally play into identity politics right now. Do it. If there's any any kind of special uh, consideration that's happened to you, because not only are you walking away, but you're a woman, mm-hmm. and you know that right now the big thing they're saying is that Trump is is struggling with suburban women and housewives. I'm curious if the left has particularly targeted you in relation to your identity, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh, right now, they're doing heavily targeting uh, black people. Right now, they're heavily targeting race. But there are times at which they've heavily targeted gender or sex. Yeah. And yeah, the other day I turned on Amazon and they gave me some sponsored ad where this guy was telling me all about how like women have it so much harder and we need to do this and this for women. I'm like, God, stop telling me. Yeah. Stop telling me how hard I have it, dude. Like <laughs> right? <well>, your man's mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <Yes. That's laughs> but it, think about the psychology of that. Like, okay, so I went to a science and math high school. It was state funded. If you got in, you got to go. It was more rigorous than Duke, which is where I went to college. And I was so blessed to go for 11th and 12th grade. It was, I probably wouldn't have gone to that science and math school if my whole childhood I had been assaulted with with um, advertising and messaging that's like, women can do science too. Trust us. Women are good at science. I'm like, yeah, of course we are. <laughs> you know what it does is it puts the question in your head of like, oh, do people think we're not good at science and math? Right. Who thinks I'm not? Like, quit assaulting me with that.
0: I, I knew a guy and you know if he's listening and he hears a story I'm not trying to drag him but I'm going to tell the story mm-hmm. it was during occupy wall street and he was a, he was a black guy he was he's a cool dude he's still a very cool dude he's he's he, I don't think he's too far left or anything he's actually rather, rather rational but he is on the left someone asked him he he was going to the bathroom at McDonald's and a white dude was like oh yo would you mind grabbing me uh, a burger if I gave you some cash while you're over there and the dude snapped just mm-hmm. totally snapped and then I saw this fight break out like argument really not mm-hmm. like I'm not you know cuz they're friends And when I asked him, yo, what happened? He was like, dude asked me to get him a cheeseburger. And I was like, and and what happened? He's like, how dare he ask me to get him a cheeseburger? And I was like, I don't understand. He tried explaining to me that he's like, listen, man, when a white guy, you know, asks a black guy, hey, go get me a cheeseburger while you're, you know, it's like he's telling you what to do. And I said, I guess I don't understand because, you know, my friends routinely would have been like, oh, if you're going to the store, would you mind picking me up? Yeah. but to him, it was it was internalized. It was like he saw racism where there wasn't.
1: So they tell you to put on these glasses, right? This ideology. You yeah. put on these glasses, and everything must be viewed through this racial lens or this sex-based lens, this sexism lens. And you start to look in my in my experience as working in entertainment, right? I, I used to manage comedians. Did I experience sexism? Yes. But were there are also times where I walked into the room and I had this chip on my shoulder and I just assumed everything was sexist or that happened because I was a woman. Yes, and I did myself a disservice. It hurt my self-esteem. That, they don't take into account how much they are hurting the self-esteem yep. of anyone who's not a straight white male.
0: I'm going to say something totally offensive, too. Yeah. Think about what happens if you hire someone who's not qualified because of their you know token characteristic. Yeah. And you'll end up in a meeting... Where you have a bunch of people giving ideas, the woman who was hired only because she's a woman, not because of her skills, will give a bad idea, and then all the guys are going to be like, that was kind of a bad idea, and she's going to say, because I'm a woman. Yeah. They disregard my opinion. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that's every circumstance. I'm pretty confident there are a lot of sexist guys who you know would disregard women yeah. for sure, because I've experienced guys like that. But I think it's also fair to say these things will come up as well.
1: Yeah, but yeah, and it makes things harder for women. I mean, I've, one really common thing on Twitter lately is I've seen people at conferences saying, I won't be on a panel. Like men, these heroic social justice men are like, I won't be on a panel unless you add a woman. Yeah, Screw I know. you. <laughs> I don't want to be the woman that got on the panel because I'm a woman. Because
0: I got complained. Yeah. A man crazy. complained, so they shoved me yes. on. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 Who's really in yeah. charge? No, no. Right. no. And, they,
1: and they make it so that th- th- that... People start to say, oh, I guess you got this because of your, your sex because or because of your race. Mm-hmm. And why are people asking that question? Because you're showing us you do it. Joe Biden just did it.
0: I know. That's so messed up. He shouldn't have said it. Right. You know, Bernie right. Sanders was smart. He's like, I'll look into it. You know, I'll consider yeah. it. We got this one here from Shu Shirako. He says, I've lost all hope for the world. We walk in thick waters. The inhuman industries live like the remoras hiding under sharks. Thankfully, the HSL finished a dozen from deep waters as Trump and Barr venture towards the Meg, giant shark. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that's reference an to. Analogy. But I'm not grasping. Yeah, me fully. neither. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Savane or carousel, wants us to smash the bubble and spin the UFO. Oh, I yeah. don't. I don't know what the bubble is, but I can spin the UFO. This is. This oh is, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I we, didn't
2: teach you how to do that before we started. I'm sorry. I think, okay. I think we have to have the
0: guests do you. it. I think it's okay. Well, this is pretty cool. It's spinning It's spinning now. Yeah, you just point it at the UFO you just uh, it off, to down. The, off to the angle a little bit. Okay. And,
1: uh, so this is... YouTube's cool with this. All right, wait, wait, wait. Oh. wait. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's, when it's wobbling. Yeah, we got it. And you're good. It's good. It's spinning. Right, it's spinning. Perfect. The UFO is spinning very fast. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Logan Barnett says, love the stream. Miss Adam, will you wear the maga beanie of absolute power for 40K likes? No maga beanie for me. I mean you know you're more than welcome to wear a maga beanie i
1: don't have a maga beanie
0: we have a uh, we have so we got we got a couple beanies sent in one was make america just okay and the other I was like <laughs> make america okay i guess yes <laughs> those were jokes they're just really really enthusiasm. funny enthusiasm yeah, yeah i
1: have a shirt that says make democrats liberal again oh
0: i wish
3: I yeah i
1: like that yeah
0: but but it's like we were saying early on i wonder if they were ever actually liberal or yeah were they just whispering sweet nothings into our ears mm. and i i kind of woke up to that i think i don't know I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think they were. I, Bernie Sanders. You see, he flipped.
1: He did. I voted for him in 2016, yep. but I couldn't vote for him in, this time because he started speaking woke. Mm-hmm. You.
0: You know, he spoke woke on the stage at the debate when he said, "White people don't know what it's like to be poor or yeah. live in a ghetto," and that to me, when he said that, I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?"
1: Wait a minute. I thought that was Joe Biden that said that. It was Bernie Sanders. Uh, okay. Bernie Sanders said that. But I know there were other instances where I heard him speaking it suddenly, and I... now
0: he's just. No. He's just totally gone on board for this weird, you know, DSA stuff. And oh. so when I see him, he's you know you know he doesn't say millionaires anymore, right? No, I didn't know that. He used to say the millionaires and the billionaires. Then he became a millionaire. Now it's uh, just the billionaires. Just the No no joke. <laughs> there, there was actually, I think it was a New York Times journalist said, here's the exact moment Bernie Sanders removed yep. the phrase millionaires <laughs> uh, huh. from his, you know, his speeches and stuff. And it coincides with his breaking well, a million dollars. Well, something like that. You know, I, it's something I saw on Twitter. But you go to his website, yeah. It just says billionaires. The
1: million and a half years. As soon as <laughs> as
0: soon as he got in the club, it was it was a, a one eighty. Case well. of the castle man. Yeah, the Glenn Weldon says really enjoying the new format. Having guests gives a fresh yes. voice and new opinions every day. Can't wait to hear what Jack has to say. Mm-hmm. Jack, Jack Murphy's awesome, and it's it's really interesting because Jack mentioned this. He tweeted it. We did a podcast earlier this year, and apparently we predicted a bunch of what happened. Oh, because cool. we were talking about all this stuff and like. You know, Democrats are deplorable. And then we had a conversation that, I guess, made predictions. So, Is this all our fault? Yeah. No, I think, it, there, <laughs> I, think, I think there is a reality to the things you're saying yeah. and the things I'm saying that's based in logic and reason. And mm-hmm. if you follow those paths, you are more likely to be able to predict what might happen What's next.
1: What's going to happen. Because you're, you're not watching, at least you're not watching the wrong movie anymore. Like Scott Adams talks about the two movies.
0: Right. So many two movies on the same yeah, screen. On the same mm-hmm. screen. I, I, I posted this on Instagram. It was, you know, Fox News says Sondland confirms no quid pro quo. And this was the Ukraine gate. And okay. then on CBS or something, it says Sondland confirms quid pro quo. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. Depending, depending on the source, you got different news. That to me is nuts. Yeah. And and then the media says, you know, Fox News is lying. Fox was actually right. Sondland literally said there was no quid pro quo ever stated to me, but I assumed it. Mm. The leftist media said, oh, therefore, it was. And Fox said, well, he just said it was never told to him, so therefore, it wasn't. His assumption is irrelevant, you know? It's amazing. And it
1: just, it's like, again, it's like Orwell. Oceania's always been at war with East Asia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oceania's yeah. not at war with East Asia. It's just, whatever the latest thing is they've said, that's the truth now. Yep. Have
0: you ever uh, seen the show Avatar? The Airbender? The movie? No, well, it was a, it was a Nickelodeon oh. show. They made a really crappy oh, movie. Oh, no, I haven't, sorry. But there's a there's a meme, and it's, there is no war in Basingse. Okay. And it they was hypnotize people. They, yeah, when because there was a war going on, when people would go to the city, they didn't want anyone to know about the war because mm-hmm. it disrupted the economy. So they would hypnotize people and say there is no war. And so it's a meme. You'll see it online. Oh, people okay. say things like that. Yeah, it's Yeah. Yethna P says there there is a perfect guest for you who is hilarious and engaging on a podcast and talks about culture war and SJW control of comics. Is an artist who got canceled by DC and SJWs, and he lives in New Jersey. What's your email? My email ready to send. Love y'all. Spin the UFO at, yeah, gmail.com. at
2: gmail.com. I'll look at yeah. it for sure.
0: Brandy Yeager says, People, Adam has his own show now, and Tim can do this show with guests like he envisioned. I probably support both. Keep it the great work. Much love. Adam is literally in the other room. He's doing his show. He's got a new setup and everything. He's 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 killing it. He broke a hundred K subs and uh wow. He's gonna he's going yeah, he's doing amazing. Yeah. That's cool. We're bringing guests on. And it's just, you know, uh, these things happen, I guess. But he's he's great. He's going to be wildly successful, and we're all friends hanging out, like nothing's really changed, except for the show. A wild Deku says, "Hey Tim, there was a shootout between police and 300 people in Philadelphia. I can't tell if that means things are getting worse because of the violence or because there are police. I think it was there 300 people there, but I don't know the full details of the story. Did I you? look
2: into that. Yeah,
0: holy cow, it was, it was pretty crazy. Yep. Cloudy commentary says Portland liberals for Trump 2020. Woohoo! Yeah. Yes." <laughs>
1: Look, I like the liberals for Trump thing. That really bothers them for some reason. <laughs> well, good. You're not going to redefine liberal. They hate liberals. They, <laughs> they do hate liberals. Yeah, I've Fluffous. seen those those antifa spray painted things that yep. say liberals get the bullet too.
0: I made a gag shirt that was the revolution fist, mm-hmm. but holding a bike lock. Do you know about uh, the bike lock? batch? I bash? do. Yeah, the Eric, bike lock.
1: Eric Clampton, Clampton. Yes, Clampton. Clampton.
0: So I took the revolution fist and I put a bike lock in it with a sunburst behind it, and it said liberals get the bike lock too. Wow, and I got in trouble. YouTube got really mad at Spicy. me. Spicy, but that's yeah. truth.
2: It
3: well, it was, I was
0: satirizing the violence. Yeah. I yeah. was trying to mock them yeah. for bashing people and for attacking liberals. And they they perceived it as a literal call to bashing liberals. Oh, they
1: wanted to perceive it that way.
0: Well, okay, okay, okay. All right, right.
2: I got to put this in here. Teespring has been very good about telling Antifa, you are not going to put violent slogans on our t-shirts. We will not sell them for you. So in that way, I think that at least it's consistent for being able to say, no, liberals don't get the bike lock too. Sorry. Well, Teespring
0: recently emailed me saying that the shirt's been removed. That one? Because the shirt was still... On the account, uh-huh. but it wasn't on YouTube or anywhere visible, mm-hmm. and so they recently were like, "We know you're not using it, but gone. we're we're gone." Mm, yeah. Someone said Laura Loomer won. She did. Laura Loomer she won, won by forty
2: two percent.
0: By forty two percent,
2: she won forty two percent of the vote.
0: Oh wow. oh oh! Yeah. yeah sorry. Wow. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, Laura Loomer. Wow. Yeah, it was a
2: small like a little election. I think she won. Let well, me... but there
0: there's a lot of competition there.
2: She had yeah. She had like a bunch of different
1: competition. Yeah. So I'm Are you really curious with Laura what happens now. I am familiar with her. Just I know she that she's one of the unpersoned people. She was exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: She. She's. Uh, I, I. You know. I always tell people I'm not here to say, you know, I don't agree or agree with the ideology or whatever. But I will say they dramatic they they they, they underestimate Laura Loomer across mm-hmm. like it's, it's to an absurd degree. They make fun of her. They underestimate her. They ban her. But she keeps winning. It's almost like Trump in that it regard. It is. I was going
1: to say it's like Trump. Yeah. Oh, Remember you know the, what. Oh, compilation mm -hmm. videos where they were laughing at Ann Coulter for saying Trump was going to win. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so she won the district where Mar-a-Lago is, which is
2: probably (laughs) why she won. And Matt Gaetz endorsed her earlier this morning. I saw that. Wow. It says she has decisively won the primary for the U.S. House of Representatives. Um, Yeah, she, uh, she did controversial things and i don't really care about her views but good for her because she was totally canceled from all social media and yep. she made this happen and she
1: still did it that's really that's, impressive
0: she she knows she works. how to how to how to she, she knows how the system works yeah you know so i think she's tweeted some i, I roll at the things she's tweeted mm-hmm. yeah but she's gonna she's winning if she wins this is a d plus nine district where she is
2: yeah i believe so wow
0: if, yeah, she, if she gets in, it is going to be and she is a, she is a sharp personality mm-hmm. to say the least, her up against the squad, it's gonna make for some spicy C-span videos.
1: This also <laughs> brings up an interesting question. What if all the people that they've tried to unperson? and I think I think you could say fairly that the people they went after were those who were very influential in the last selection and had big followings. It wasn't that they were the most extreme or, or awful. Like, you know, uh, uh, I was just at an event where Milo spoke and he was rightfully pointing out that Richard Spencer still has a Twitter account. David Duke still has a Twitter account. But they took out the people who were influential and who uh, were making a difference. And so what if all those unpersoned people ran for office? Would they have to give them all their accounts back if they win?
0: I would. I, I mean, I personally think yes. But they banned. There, I, I think there was an account being run by someone else for Laura Loomer and they banned it. They really? did the same thing with Sargon of Akkad. Yeah, it's like you're mm-hmm. unpersoned, you know, and, and that's why they want that they, they have this dominance over the conversation. Mm-hmm. But that's why, you know, I bring up Laura Loomer and, and, and full, full disclosure carefully because she has been, you know, controversial in a lot of ways. But to point out, you can't stop these. You can't stop people. You try and cancel and unperson them and then they all gloat and laugh like it's the most annoying thing when these Twitterati lefties are like, you see, banning people works. Laura Loomer wins her primary. It's like no, you just don't see what she's doing anymore. She's in the you, dark now. Like the people on Twitter are. Yeah. The the, yeah. Pe- the people on Twitter have closed their blinders and are acting like it's they're they're literally children covering their ears and eyes and going I can't I can't it's see you happening. I can't see you yeah. mm-hmm. It's not happening. She Lord, she's yeah. still out there doing her thing. She has like seven hundred thousand followers on Parler. Yeah. They can't they they don't get it.
1: I think she's on Telegram too.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah I think so. You ban people who are determined, and now you just don't know. I'm gonna stop here and, and, and make this very important point. You know, I, I really can't stand this, this conspiracy theory the left brings up all the time at all these protests. Our phones aren't working. The police are jamming our phones again. I swear every protest I've ever been to, I've heard the same thing. My phone stopped working because the police are jamming us. No, your phone stopped working because there are too many people in one area and the police want to spy on you. So they want your phone to work. So they bring in these big trucks with mobile uh, uh, cell phone, uh, mo- mo- mobile cell antennas to increase the capacity so they can spy on you. The, the reason why? They need to know what you're doing, thinking, and saying so they can counter what you're doing. Yep. Mm. These woke Twitterati people who are like, Ben, you know, Laura. Well, now she's still doing everything. You just don't know what she's doing.
2: Under the table. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, They're I mean, it's, it's in real life.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: In real life. Let's see. Tina Natalie says, I attended the Better Discourse event, and it and it's definitely one of the highlights of my year. I don't know if you remember me, Carrie, but I asked about wearing a MAGA hat during your panel. I Love your work, team. You. Keep it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will say, let me give a shout out to those guys, Mythicist Milwaukee. They put the event on. They did a great job of bringing in some progressives, even people who have social justice views that I find awful yeah and the but those people were much like the civility dinners i mentioned before they were willing to discuss i love it and right. i have to say props to you for coming in and sitting down and discussing and and we met some really cool people who i disagree with on the majority of things but they still be, here's what we still believe in yeah discourse free speech conversation you know love it
0: you know what happened when we put we, we i did an event with them very mm-hmm. similar out here antifa came from outside the area threatened to burn down the theater wow and so the theater canceled on us at the 11th hour we had to move it across the river to to philadelphia to the casino and it was funny these people were saying we won't allow these people to come into our neighborhoods and i said y'all came from 45 minutes away i live here yeah the the casino is like five miles i'm not the casino the the original venue is only a few miles from my house yeah so i was trying to put on a local event a local event daryl davis was the headliner
1: Yes, the famous. My friend Mike Harlow was there. I think he told me about this. And yep. they they were calling Daryl Davis the guy, the black guy who pulled people out of the Klan. They
0: called him a white supremacist. Yes,
1: amazing, <laughs> so amazing.
0: <laughs> what a truly! Uh, I'm laughing at the absurdity. You know, it's at like the absurdity. Yes, yeah. it's like you got to have a sense of humor about these things. You know what I mean? Like
2: upside down world.
0: Yo, know, let's see, uh, look, uh, what do we got here. Dylan Kelly says found out who tore down Frederick Douglass statue here in Rochester. It was a few dumb guys. Who just saw a statue and assumed it was another white guy. Our mayor Correct. having nothing to do with BLM. Uh, having nothing to do with BLM or Antifa. What, so was it BLM or Antifa? Or?
1: But this is what happens with anything like this. They're going to start tearing down. St- they already defaced a Stevie Ray Vaughan statue. <laughs> yes. that's, right, that's right. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. They, don't like they, L- they don't know what don't oh know what the hell. Gosh. Yeah. They're, They're going to start humans. pulling down you know, Susan B. Anthony. Are there any Susan B. Anthony statues? I'm sure there people, are. People have <laughs> jokes. She's Seriously. coming down next because yeah. oh, you know, Trump man. supported her. Right. I saw Glenn Lowry make this point. I just want to say this quick. You know, we were talking about this earlier. Martin Luther King Jr., okay? Misogynist. Right. Philanderer. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And yet and yet look what he did for this country. Look at right. the ideas that he gave us. Look at look at uh you know, individualism, how he pushed that idea forward. Look at what he was able to help us do as a society. Should you take his statue down? No. Of course not. But, but we're living in a place where I really believe they're going to start pulling his statue down eventually, too. Totally. Because oh, sure. where does this stop?
0: When they started tearing down Confederate statues, my complaint was, hey, that's dangerous, and we should have a conversation. You shouldn't just destroy something you don't like. Mm-hmm. Then they st- and, and I mean, that's the very... I, I said, look, I, I actually think they should come down. I would vote to put them in a museum, mm-hmm. have them preserved, protected, and collected, and we could explain what they mean and what they are. And in their stead, we put a plaque. Mm-hmm. I think that's the appropriate way we deal with it because I don't agree with them. But I think you have to ask the community, and if the community says we're keeping it, well, then you know I, it's not my community. I'm, yeah. or if I'm I'm voted out, that's the way democratic processes work.
1: Yeah, that's the way it works.
0: Now they're tearing down everybody. Yeah, they, they're defacing Jesus and Mary. Yeah, that's 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 to me like, wow. Just, but of course, you know, Sean King said Jesus is you know white supremacy and all that stuff.
1: I saw him say that. Yeah,
0: and it's crazy to me to see the church embracing a lot of this.
1: The church is a very interesting uh, place where social justice ideology is now spreading. I and wish I could talk to you about that because that is so interesting to yeah. me. Wait,
0: can, can you... Uh, AOC just nominated Bernie at the DNC, says world's old, oldest millennial.
2: What?
3: Yeah, okay, can you fact-it-there yeah, yeah, real gonna, quick?
0: Gonna, yeah, Otto, that. <laughs> uh, Otto Rommel says, if you need brain surgery, do you want the, the best black LGBT woman brain surgeon or the best surgeon? <laughs> yep. With, with sexist, racist college hiring preferences... How can that not put a cloud over all preference groups in people's minds? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, and that and that's unfair. Yeah, they are creating racist systems, and it's problem. It's, I mean, it's, it's on purpose. Yeah, they they want you to question people based on their race, they quite do. literally. And so that you're going to get a doctor, and instead of thinking this is the best person for me, you're going to be oh no, is this a, is it, is yes. this a diversity hire? That's what they want.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna it, again, it's gonna hurt women and it's gonna hurt people of color, except for Asian people, because then you'll be like, "Give me the Asian male doctor," because right. I know he had to be really extra good yeah, to get right, in. Yeah, right, they right. would have right. kicked him out, discriminated. And now him.
0: the Asian male doctor did all the business. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's how that works. We're, we're,
1: uh, yeah. So I
2: actually this this reminded me of an old story from a long time ago when I worked in a rehab center helping people recover from surgeries. So this guy. I thought that he was really, really racist at first because he was very educated. He had been to medical school and he told me, I will never have an African-American doctor. And I was like, what? Why? And he's like, it is easier for them to get in. They do not have to work as hard. And I was like, you sound really racist, bro. But that's not cool because that means that these doctors are already... African-American doctors are at a disadvantage because people might assume on, that it was easy for them to get in.
0: On purpose. Exactly. Yeah. They are purposefully creating that system yeah. to create the racism. That's racism. They dude. need the boogeyman to make money off of, to gain power. So they want more of it. And, and sexism, too. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, people yeah, second-guess women
1: now all the time, too. And it's, and it's for that same reason. Well, did she get in because she was a woman? Yep. Mm, yeah. And they want to increase the number of women in STEM, you know?
0: No fan. I don't think any of us are. Uh, oh, cool. that's kind of the point of the whole conversation but we have gone over about 15 minutes we oh, wow, only, okay. only do a couple hours so I think we'll okay. you know so again do you want to shout out your, your social media yeah, accounts so. and channels and stuff
1: yes you can follow me on Twitter at KSEMamaJama and, or Unsafe Space is my podcast hello Carter and uh, <laughs> or you can go to space.com. we're on YouTube and, and we have a book club that's kind of fun we do something a little different we do a book a month if you want to
0: join our book club I cool. love that thanks for hanging out
1: thank you guys so much we're, for having me
0: yeah so uh, and thanks to everybody for watching before you go if you want to hit the like button subscribe we'll be back tomorrow at 8pm we're going to be with Jack Murphy who literally wrote the book on leaving the Democratic yes. Party and becoming a deplorable that's, the that's going to be really fun and make sure you check out youtube.com slash timcast and YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. Those are also both of my channels. If, I'm assuming many of you are familiar. If you're not, these are the channels where I just do my solo, you know, conversation rants or whatever. But uh, check out and subscribe to YouTube.com slash TimCast. I'm really close to breaking a million subs. I'm like 20, 25,000 yes. more people and I get my, my Awesome. I, I'm just hoping it happens before I get banned. We need you that know? Plan. And, and the election's coming up, so I'm like, please don't <laughs> so subscribe. Do it, yeah. But uh, no, uh, everybody, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for the super chats. We will be back tomorrow and uh also, don't forget, you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. You can
2: follow me. It's no, not there anymore. It's not there anymore. I, I know, but it's Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and, it's, uh, and stuff. It's Sour, Sour Patch Lids, mm-hmm.
0: L-Y-D-S. And for the last time, we will see you all tomorrow at 8 p.m. live with Jack Murphy. Adios, everybody.
2: Bye, guys.